everybody. Welcome to another live chat. I'm Steven Jensen. I'm here with Jesse Davin, as always. And we're going to be giving our reviews for AEW Double or, or not Double or Nothing, All Out. I always get confused with the names of these shows. Um, yeah. So this is going to be a lot of fun because Jesse was there live. I watched from home live. Um, well, not live, but, you know, watched it as it happened from my TV. And... There's going to be a lot to talk about here. So we're going to go through the card and Jesse will talk about her experience at the show and, and I'll have some, probably some differing views. And also I have the viewpoint of a couple of my buddies who are over here. Uh, one of which really had no idea what was going on. So that's like a, oh. so, I, so I've got like a few different, a few different perspectives uh, to, to talk about, which I'm looking forward to. So that all being said, uh, Jesse put it there in the chat. Uh, if anyone has a super chat or a donation, the donation link is down below in the description. They work the same way. Any amount of yeah. money that you send our way, we will make sure to read your statement or your comment or read your question, answer your question, whatever it is. We will make sure to prioritize you in our chat um, if you do send any super chats. Also, like always, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you're giving us a thumbs up on these videos. It helps the algorithm. It helps people find the podcast. It helps kind of expand our uh, little a little group of wrestling uh a little, a yeah. little wrestling fan group i guess if you want to call it that here on youtube so um so yeah all that being said uh jesse how you doing today um i i was telling you before we went on, on before we went live i feel like jericho right now that's literally what it felt like being there we'll talk about it a little bit more after our intro so i'll kind of give like a rundown, some spill some tea, spill some, some mimosa about some stuff. And um, yeah, just really tired. I have pregnancy heartburn has kicked in full swing. So trying not to puke right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, my voice is still a little bit gone. It's still a bit hoarse, as they say. Um, <clears throat> but I'm doing all right. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. I uh, can't really complain. It's been a uh, been a pretty chill morning. Just kind of been hanging out. I'm supposed to do a MMA. I usually do an MMA podcast every Monday. We actually got pushed back to tomorrow for that. So just been hanging out. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'll probably watch Raw tonight. I guess I'm Probably. being the Thunderdome. Oh, there you go. Another week in Thunderdome. Yeah. I'll, I'll look out for you. Yes. I was really mad because I wanted to be on SmackDown Friday and then um, Dynamite, Dynamite, Jesus, uh, All Out on Saturday. But um, And someone was kind enough to give me their link to the Thunderdome, but we left so late that we didn't get to Jacksonville like until like 9.30, 10. So. Gotcha. Um, yes. Yeah, and like I always, thank everyone for uh... – Thanks everyone for yes, you know, joining us thank today. You. Oh, and I have a quick shout out to Chanel. She can't make it to the stream live because she's with her little child, baby child, Scarlet. I think Scarlet because this is the coolest name ever. So hello. <laughs> yes, shout out. Um, and hi Corey. I'm sure he'll be watching later. Yes, I think he was in here at the beginning, but he... at the beginning, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean maybe. I guess what I'll do is if once again, if there's any super chats you want to send this way for anything you want us to talk about before we get into these reviews, let us know. And also during the review, feel free to jump in at any point and we'll make sure to once again, prioritize yeah. whatever you want us to talk about. Um, and while we're kind of getting that rolling, uh, what was kind of like your overall experience at 
at All Out being there live? Being there live, I had a lot of fun. Obviously, it's All Out. I was at All Out last year. So, obviously, they were completely different experiences. That was Vegas, right? Before? No, that was Chicago. Oh, right, right, that right. Chicago. Gotcha. Double or Nothing was Vegas. That's right, gotcha. And All Out was Chicago. Um, try not to say um anymore. It was a lot of fun. However, it was extremely hot. And this is coming from someone who has been to Dynamite post-quarantine or quarantine Dynamite in Jacksonville twice. I've been to two Dynamites. Both those times, I ended up having to put my jacket on by the end of the show because there was, like, a breeze, and it felt really nice. This was really, really hot. In a little bit, honey. Uh-oh, we got an appearance. Run in. Run in. Um, but it was very Wait, hot. he's stuck in soup. He's stuck in soup? He's stuck what in is, soup. Yeah. That? That's mimosa. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. I'm <laughs> pretty much. That was, he got dunked in a mimosa. Why? Because that was the match. Whoever got dunked in their first one. So he lost. So I'm going to have to get in there. Yeah, he got in there. Is that silly? Uh, yeah, but it's disgusting. It's disgusting? In the way. Be careful. But it was really hot. The heat index was actually, when we got there, was 100. And our seats were like in the sun. 100 a million. Yeah. Our seats were like in the sun, so until the sun went down, until the sun went down, it was hot. We were sweaty. Even at 11 p.m., the heat index was 93. So, as someone who's pregnant, I started freaking out a little bit because I was not. Maybe later. I was freaking out because water was like five dollars and Propel was like six dollars. I'm live right now. I'm live right now. Can you go sit down and play on your iPad? And then maybe if you're good, I'll get you a popsicle. Ooh. Ooh. Can you please? You don't have to do a, so much chores. No, you don't have to do chores. No, you do. Okay. <coughs> All right. Go do your chores. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was freaking out because it's like, you know, and I didn't want to have to keep going down to concessions because that's more like exposure or whatever so i went down there like once and i got two propels and i got my husband as like a sierra mist or something and so i'm like freaking out because i'm like okay i'm like sweating a lot so i was like really trying to conserve my energy so it was just really hot and all of those people you gotta plug it in honey and i know a lot of people were complaining about the sound of the fans but I don't think people realize we were all wearing masks. We were wearing masks. You can't hear us yelling through the mask. I will post videos. I have videos of me screaming. Screaming. my Trying my very best to scream at the top of my lungs. But you have a mask on. It is really muffled. It is really muffled. And it is not easy to do. Especially for four plus hours. In yeah. that heat. Like, I got my groove on for Kenny Omega. Like, I was grooving. Like, ask the guy who was, like, four behind me, I guess. He said, ask him, man. I I thought I was going to go into labor. I was, like, bouncing up and down. I was, like, really grooving. I was going like this and having lots of fun. And then after that, by Mox and MJF, 
I had no more energy. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was literally watching it, like laying on my husband's shoulder. Yeah, because that, so <clears throat> that was, because that was, yeah, we had Omega and Hangman, then there was still Mimosa, Mimosa, Mimosa Mayhem and uh, that was the title enough. fight. But, but so, but that's, what, but basically what you're saying is, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of that kind of stuff where between it being a four hour show, between it being super it hot. It was too long. Yeah, and then you're talking about the masks and everything. Like, I mean, I can understand. I mean, dude, I'll be totally honest. So I watched the show with, with two other people. And one of them left before the main event because it was like, they were so tired. They were like, I just, I'll do And then the other one left about five minutes before the main event ended. Because he was just the same kind of thing. He's like, it's about to be midnight. Like, I gotta, like, I gotta bounce. Like, because he had like a half hour drive home also. He's like, I, like, I'm gonna fall asleep driving home if I don't leave now. Um... And they were into the show. That's the sad thing. It's like they yeah. were into the show, but it was just like, what the hell do you, what does anyone, what does anyone watch that's that long aside from, like, there's not even like the like Super Bowl's like not even, Super Bowl's like not even that WrestleMania. Long. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean like non, yeah, non WWE, there's no, there's nothing, even, even like the UFC, like their, their shows are that long, but it, that's if you're watching all the prelim fights and like everything, like the, the main card's like two hours. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. It was really long, and I felt like there were a lot of matches that, like, did not need to happen. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the eight-man tag. I mean, I guess you wanted to get Young Bucks on there to kind of... Or the eight-man tag didn't need to be there. Like, the Nightmare Family versus uh, Dark... Like, the Dark Order had two matches. Like... Right, because, yeah, for y'all, if you're counting the pre-show, that's it's even yeah. longer. Yeah, it's, an, it's, it's it, five it like hours. five hours. Yeah. It was five hours. Like, people don't realize that. And the doors... Doors opened at 5.30. We got there at 5.30. Like, we were at uh, Daly's place at, like, 5-ish. And I we sat in the car because it was so hot. And I was wearing a black mask. And so in the sun... Of course. In the sun, the black mask collected heat. So I actually ended up failing the temperature screening the first oh, time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because it said it was like my temperature was like 102, and I was like, I know it's not. And they said it's okay. You just need to stand in the shade for like, let your husband go. You need to stand in the shade. And then as soon as I did, it was like 97.7. Wow. So I would have never yeah. even thought about that. That's yeah. Crazy. I, well, I, my stupid me, I should have worn a white mask, you know. But I was wearing a black mask and I was wearing a black shirt, and so it picked up all the heat because you don't take off your mask for it. it I saw you switched all... into the white shirt when you were there right like you were wearing yeah, a white, yeah. I, I purposely like i have that shirt somewhere and i actually i bought a i'll go find it when we reach 10k or 10k yeah 10,000 yeah. i'm gonna give this away because it's too big hold on oh nice yeah while well, she's getting that just so y'all know like when this channel hits 10,000 subscribers we are going to be doing some giveaways and stuff so um if you haven't subscribed already please do because we got t-shirts. We have like some secret stuff we've been talking about. I have like some autographs and, and uh, figures so, and stuff to give away. Like we got, we got a lot of cool so, stuff for y'all. Yeah. It's really cool. So I bought this mask. Nice. I'm going to wash it obviously. Cause I tried it on and um, I'll buy new filters for it, but I'll, I'll wash it and sanitize it and everything. But it's like way too big for me. Like I have a small head, I guess. <laughs> Um, That's, is that the you know, is that like for Omega? Is that like a? No, it's the all out exclusive. It's a pop up book. Do you that's, want me to plug your iPad in? Yeah, that's badass. Yeah. So and I, and the the other shirt I was wearing was all out exclusive, and so is this shirt. Yeah, that's ah, uh, you got some good merch there. 
Yeah, and it's got. I like it. The yeah, it's like a full and, uh, tail of the tape kind of thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it was um, it's really funny because I actually wore this like last night. Yeah, I know I've worn it for a while. I'm tired. I'm pregnant. I'm tired. <laughs> Give me a break. Leave me alone. Um, I wore it to go pick up dinner because we drove back. We were like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go pick up Albert's Steakhouse. And the the person who was checking stuff, she goes, "Oh my god, I love your shirt." And I was like, "Really?" And they were like, I'm really trying not to freak out right now because they were like, I want to just put my hands in my pockets and walk around. And they were like, who won? And I was like, Orange Cassidy. And they were like, oh, that's so awesome. I'm going to go watch it tonight and stuff like that. That's like the second like experience I've had like locally in town with like a huge AEW fan, which is very recent because I used to wear my hoodie all around town and no one said a dang thing. And now all of a sudden, like, like within the past month people it's really booming you know that's so awesome that's awesome to hear yeah. because because <clears throat> like you know obviously i'm in atlanta and they do a lot of stuff through tnt obviously and turner headquarters is yeah. in atlanta and and they i know that AEW has like a small office or something like in like in the cnn center or in like stuff like that so it's like they have a really heavy presence in atlanta but you never see any advertising for it like you never see any big billboards that are like a home of AEW or like or anything like or like T- yeah. tune into TNT for AD, you don't know even when Dynamite was here um there was no advertising for it I didn't hear anything like on the radio about it it was like I was really surprised um but I think that that's part of what they're going for is just like the straight up like organic reach just like slowly build the company like this we're a year in and as much as like I thought Jericho should have won you know the Orange Cassidy match that we talked about like it is undeniable that there are people outside of like the wrestling bubble who are becoming fans of, of, of Orange Cassidy and becoming fans of the, like there's been people I've watched some AEW with and like they don't even watch wrestling and they see Orange Cassidy and they're like, dude, I'll tune in for this guy every time. Like they, yeah. like, they actually, so it's like, draw. yeah, I mean, well, I kind of, I still have a hard time saying that Orange Cassidy is a draw because I really don't know, but I can, I can tell you he's definitely over. He's definitely, definitely over. I mean, yeah, without a doubt. I just don't know if he like moves the needle yet. But at the same time, like they're putting him in a position where they're putting that trust in him because you get two wins over Jericho. Like that's there's nowhere to go for him other than a world title mix or like making him the sloth again or whatever. And just like having him. Just, yeah. If they if they make it to where it's like, you know, he cares versus he doesn't care. Like, when he doesn't care, he's just that guy who's kind of, like, with best friends, and he wrestles, like, the Dark Order or something, and, like, it's comedy. But then when he cares, he's, like, a world title level guy. Like, I mean, I think that's kind of what they're going for. Um, but anyway, we'll definitely talk about that match a lot more uh, when we get to that. Yeah, definitely. But uh, but that's but, uh, awesome to know that AEW has, like, like people, just random people are, are yeah. recognizing the AEW brand now. Like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and then I gotta say something about the thing I complained to you about <laughs> the not the icy the other thing the people oh. in the lobby okay oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> so I happen to be staying at the hotel with the AW talent I'm not gonna say where because that is hella invasion of privacy uh but we were staying there and it was way easier to get better like cell reception and wi-fi in the lobby and i paid for this like 
good Wi-Fi. So I was like, I'm going to go down the lobby and use it. And it's great because it's a win-win for me because I have, I can use my Wi-Fi, get some work done, go on OnlyFans, answer messages, and I can people watch through the lobby. And it is awesome. I, the only people I didn't see were Kenny Omega, Mox, Arn Anderson, and like, that's it. I've seen everyone else. And the night we got there, we checked in and we went to the, there, the hotel bar had like, it was actually open because last time we went, um, it wasn't open and there's a restaurant near it that was closed for a private party. Ironically, private party was there, (laughs) uh, but it was closed for an AEW party. And I, we were sitting at the table because I didn't want to sit at the bar because that's, I don't know, just the whole thing. I was like, can we go like as far away from other people as possible? And my, my husband ate his burger or whatever he ate. And I look over at the, the, the other restaurant bar and Chris Jericho is sitting there with Tully Blanchard. And I was like, oh my God, Michael. Oh my God. Oh my God, it's Chris Jericho. And my husband is like pooping his pants. He's like, oh my God, Jessica, I told you. The one person that I want to meet is Chris Jericho and blah, blah, blah. And Chris Jericho is loud and bolsterous and, like, is in a really good mood. Like, just talking, whatever. I won't really say what he was talking about, but it was just amazing to hear. And, of course, we didn't bother him. We didn't bother him because he's in a private party with all of the – she's singing – with all of the AEW talent. He's at a bar drinking. I don't want to invade his privacy. So I'm just, like, sitting there. And we're trying not to stare because I don't stare. I, like, see who it is, and I'm like, oh, hey, cool. And I just keep looking. Like, I pretend, like, because I don't want to draw attention to him, you know. So that was really cool. Um, so th- so basically, yeah, we were staying at the hotel with all of the, the AW people, and it's really cool to just be, like, in the elevator. Like, I was in the elevator with my Kyoto last time, which was really cool. And I was in the elevator with, like, Luchasaurus, which is kind of cool. Without like, the that's mask? Cool. Well, he, he had a mask. Right, but like not wearing the dinosaur. No, mask. without the mask. Yeah, without the <laughs> yeah. mask. Without the dinosaur. He did not <laughs> yes. look like a dinosaur. It was not a dinosaur. It's hard to tell sometimes who the people are with the masks and stuff. Um, but it was really cool. I saw, I literally saw like everybody, everybody. Uh, <clears throat> I even saw Orange Cassidy. He was not with Jericho. Just FYI. But so the next the next day, so I was at night. The next day, the next morning, I wanted to go down to the lobby to get Wi-Fi to FaceTime with my daughter. And there are four guys sitting in the lobby who are clearly just there for the wrestlers. And sure enough, who was it? Who was it that walked out first? Oh, I can't remember. I think it was, I think it was like Taz or like Brian Cage or someone walked out and they, who it was, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. But the one guy walked up to him with like a piece of paper and then he came back. And then who walks down to the lobby? But Jericho again. I was like, oh my God, my coach Jericho is Jericho. He's like, I want to go. I want to go say something. I'm going to see if he's like not busy. And if he's like just sitting there waiting, I want to walk up and ask for a picture. And this These was the picture, asked... like, because you sent me this yeah. picture. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. You can show it if you want. I can't because my, my, uh, my green screen. But um, I sent him a picture. He was in the the shop. And my husband was like, I really, he's the one person. It's like once in a lifetime. Yeah. 
He's like, this is a once in a lifetime experience. Like if he, I'm going to read him. If I read him good, you know, he, you know, he's going to go up. This fucking, these fucking assholes sing in this lobby. And, and mind you, it was like 10.30 a.m. when we first got down there. And it was probably like one o'clock by the time, because we had to go down there to get food. And then we went back up and we came back down about 1.30. They were still there. It's like 1.30. This guy walks up to him with the Chris Jericho, like, AW figure with his grody ass, nasty Sharpie and asks Chris Jericho to sign this thing. This, these people, like, makes him sign shit. I don't know if you guys are aware, assholes, but we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. And the last thing I think these people probably want to be touching is your grody ass, like, Sharpies. I'm not saying you're dirty. I'm just saying we're in the middle of a pandemic and I'm not going to go up and intrude on this person's space. If I were to ask for a picture, I would have my mask on and I would say, hey, you know, can we social distance picture really quick? I'm not going to make them touch anything of mine. That's nasty. And you know what's even more disgusting is after we went back up, when we came down to leave for the show, they were still there. And when we came back at like 1230 a.m., 1 a.m., they were still there. These Freaks. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. These people that I really shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. They're not freaks. But it's like, seriously, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You are loitering in a lobby of a hotel. This is a like invasion of privacy. It's a clear invasion of privacy. Like, can you sit outside? Go outside. You are inside the residential establishment that these people are staying at. And I said something when I checked out. Because I was like, yo, do you realize that yesterday there were people like sitting in the lobby who I'm pretty sure I didn't say anything there because I didn't know if they were staying there and I didn't want to be that kind of asshole. But it's, it is stalkerish. It is stalkerish. That's that's that is the how do you know that they're staying there? Like that that to me is just so wrong. And I was so upset because a well because you know they took my husband's one chance, my husband's one it's a lifetime chance to say hello to Chris Jericho away from him because they wanted to get something signed so they could probably go sell it on eBay. Maybe not. Maybe it was for themselves. Good for them. I don't know where your other slipper is. Well, you better go find it. Retrace your steps. Remember where you went? Check your room. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, she's like brother slipper. But seriously, like. I can completely kind of understand. I mean, I'm sure they're used to it. But we are in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what, what, God forbid, what if one of these people had the thing? And they go up and they ask for an autograph. And then next week, God forbid, Chris Jericho tests positive. Because he touched your grody pen. And forgot to use hand sanitizer. Like, I'm not saying that the people were gross or dirty. They didn't smell, nothing like that. They weren't. Like, you know, no, you're I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge them, but it's like, oh, dang. Well, keep looking. You can find it. I'm sure it's nearby the other one, but seriously, <laughs> like, I just, it was just like such an invasion of privacy, yeah. especially in the middle of a pandemic. And so I told the people, in the, the, the guys at the checkout and they said, yeah, this is the first time we've ever had to deal with that because this is, it was the busiest they've been. And so, yeah, just don't do that. Don't be a jerk and ask for autographs in the middle of a pandemic unless you've explicitly gotten permission beforehand. Like, they were there. Yeah. They were there from 10 a.m. 
to I don't even know how late. They I'm sure they were sitting there waiting until two, three AM. That's yeah. not healthy. Why didn't you even get tickets to the show? Yeah, that's the weirdest part of it all. Is like you didn't you even didn't go to the show. Go. I don't know. Maybe they did. I don't know. Oh yeah. Maybe I guess there's no way I didn't really see know. them there. I didn't see them there. We looked. But that was just <sighs> abhorrent behavior. And I'm sorry that was a really long half hour rant, but yeah, we had to do that first. Yeah, don't be those guys. Um Well yeah, I mean we can actually talk about the show. Let me pull this up yeah. here. I gotta take her to the bathroom really quick. I don't know why she's scared, but you can start out. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so while Jesse's gone, I'll take a look at the chat real quick. See what we got here. John Blaze says open stadium makes it too hard to hear the crowd also. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh Jackson Alonzo says that sounds a bit stalkerish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we all agree on that. It probably probably a bit too much. Like I mean, obviously if you have an opportunity to meet someone you're a big fan of, like you know, I'd I'd want to meet those people, but it's a totally different thing if you're just like loitering around for an entire day trying to like find people. Like that is that is definitely t- especially with the pandemic, considering all that and stuff. Let's see what else we got. JGZ uh, says, "I know what you mean. I went to Hot ninety seven Summer Jam. Is that like uh, New York Hot ninety seven Summer? I feel like I know Hot ninety seven. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of Hot ninety sevens, but I think the one in New York is like the rap station that I know of. Uh, I think like Peter Rosenberg and uh, like Vlad and those guys. I think are from there. If I, I, I might be totally off, but that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, it says uh, he went and it was extremely hot out. Had to blow so much money on bottles of water." Yeah, I've been to festivals myself in the past where uh where they price gouge the hell out of water bottles and it's it's really messed up. Like I understand the concept of supply and demand. I I totally get that, but like to charge someone five, ten plus dollars for bottles of water, that's that's insane. Um JGZ confirms, yeah, I met Life Stadium. It's the rap station. That's a that's that's gotta be like, cause I've never lived in New York and like, even I know that station and, and a lot of the personalities involved and stuff like that, which is, uh, which is pretty crazy that it's that success. I mean, not crazy, but it's like, <clears throat> you gotta be an ultra successful radio station in 2020 to like have that kind of notoriety. That's pretty cool. Uh, KC4 wrestling takes says that is just goofy if you ask me what's the point of getting tickets just to stay at a hotel trying to stalk someone yeah exactly that's 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 exactly what Jesse's saying it was frustrating um all right well as as far as like this actual mm-hmm. show like we don't have to talk a whole lot about the pre-show because there wasn't really a whole yeah, lot of like there. stakes but uh I mean I'll say this like I like seeing Joe Janelle on the show because mm-hmm. I think he's yeah. carved out a really interesting kind of spot for himself um, little niche yeah it's like he's definitely not being presented as a main eventer by any stretch of the imagination but he's also not getting completely jobbed out so he like does good enough to like like because it's one of those things like i mean obviously they're choosing who wins and loses these matches like it's not like i think like joey janelle is incapable of being a main eventer if he was like given a push or something like that but like um, I like I like where Janelle is at because it's he's very diverse. Like you can put him in like the opening match of a pay per view like this on the on the pre show, or you can have him in there against you know a Moxley in a hardcore match in the main event of a show or something. Like you just he's very diverse in what you can what you can use him for. Yeah. And 
uh, Serpentico, I'm really not big on. I, I mean, like, he's he's okay, but I'm just... It's, yeah. Um, so I'm glad to see Moxley, or sorry, Janela get the win in this one. Um, but any any thoughts like beyond that, as far as that match is concerned? No, it was it was a it was fine. Both both the pre-show matches were were fine. Yeah, and that was another one. You know, the other pre-show, Private Party gets to win over Dark Order. I you know, I expected Private Party to win this one because it's kind of like what I would call like the B squad of the Dark Order, which is a Silver and Reynolds. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Dark Order did not have a great show, uh, great, or a great, um, a great night, I should say, which we'll get into, but Private Party with the yeah. win. My thing with Private Party is, like, they're, they're, it's weird, because, like, they're really, really good in the ring most of the time, but when they're bad, it's, like, really bad, and I think they're annoying yeah. as characters. Like, they're, them on being the elite just, like, doesn't do it for me at all. <laughs> so, like... They need to figure out the character side of it and polish up a little bit in the ring, but there's they have a really really bright future in AEW. Like they Absolutely. really they really haven't been wrestling very long, so it's um, and Silver and Reynolds are really really good. I think people kind of underestimate how good those two really are. Yes, and they are fantastic. Yeah, I watched them for quite a while and beyond wrestling, like prior to their AEW runs, and like Silver in, in particular. If John Silver was like a lot taller, he'd be looked at completely differently. Dude. Uh, yeah, he's, I, 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 but Private Party gets to win. Anything else to add to that? No, I thought it was really fun. I it was a, I, I thought it was a really good match. It was a great buy-in match. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And now, so like this one here, this is going to be a, a controversial one, probably, or one that people's uh, opinions vary on. So yeah. initially, Big Swole and Britt Baker were supposed to be on the pre-show, and they wound up bumping it to the main card. Um, I thought this sucked. Really? Sucked. I couldn't hear a dang word they were saying. I, they were, we could see it, but we could not hear the audio. Yeah, well, that sucks for y'all, especially, I mean, you paid tickets and you're just watching a screen with no audio. Like, that's not a great way to start a show, in my opinion. I mean, I, I figured, I, I gave it, I gave it a lot of grace because I knew Britt Baker was not fully healed. And well, I understand that's, that. That's the whole reason. Yeah, it was kind of silly. That it was one a little point, silly. At one point, Big Swole like like handed uh re who's it Reba? What is her name? Rebel. 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 Handed... It says Rebel, not Reba, on her Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. That's why. Because were they calling her Reba yeah. the whole time? For some reason, I was going to say know. Reba. Um. Anyways, yeah, like Big Swole hands her the the diploma. And then just punches through to the yeah. diploma. What was that? That was uh, so weird. Like, why would you do that? That was that was yeah. so dumb. And like, she like she she stabbed herself with the with the uh, needle or whatever the shot. And it's just like, I I I, I understand. Like, I guess my point is this: like, I don't need to see the cinematic stuff in AEW. Like, I really don't. Like, they, the stadium stampede, I guess you can call that, but they, that was really well done. But, like, I get I get they did this match because Britt Baker isn't 100% and they still wanted to put it on the show. I totally understand that. But I just, I thought this was weak as hell. And, like, I know the two, the two people I was watching it with were like, this sucks. And I was like, yeah, this is, uh, this is not good. But. See why it was supposed to be on pre-show. Yeah, well, what I think, what I think happened, I could be wrong about this, but what I think happened was 
they were on the pre-show and it should have been on the pre-show and then a, it should have been on the pre-show but then a lot of people online complained about that because they're like you should how are you gonna have this big story between big swole and Britt baker and not give the women a chance and blah 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 and they wound up pushing them up to the main card and it like it should have been on the pre-show one million percent it should have been on, yeah i i agree with that and i told my husband i was like this it was cute but it should be on the pre-show well, and, it, well, if they're gonna have an actual match, then that like I understand that. But like this was so lame. Yeah, and it was clearly not her dentist office, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, obviously, it's very, obviously. Uh, very uh, <laughs> asylum looking. But you know, it for what it was, it was fine. It was fine. Mm, yeah. I thought it sucked, but I also, I get, I get it. So whatever, it just is what it is. I, I know that one's going to be like a polarizing one. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. Yeah. It just is what it is. I can say the Baker same. Was in Jacksonville though. She was there. We saw her at the hotel. <laughs> Kayfabe. Um, it was late though. So. And Casey Farrell uh, oh, mentioning I... fans wanted them on the main card because it's building up for several months. Yeah, it should run the pre. Yeah, so like I once again I get that, but what I'm and you agree it should run the pre-show. But what I'm saying is like if you built it that long and they have like an actual one-on-one match in the ring, I understand a little bit of the outrage. But like if they knew yeah. going into it, it was going to be this. I would not open a pay-per-view with this. Um, sorry, what were you going to say a second ago? Oh, I love how when. Um, one of the things I just kind of giggled at was when Big Swole got there, it was like sunset, but then all of a sudden it was nighttime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, whoa. Yeah. Corny. Um, now, so this match here, we got the Young Bucks, uh, defeating the Jurassic Express. This was a good match. Yeah. Give me your thoughts on this one. Cause I agree. I thought I liked this this a lot. This was lit live. I don't know how it came across on, uh, pay-per-view, but this was lit. This was so good. I couldn't help. All I did was scream. Like, I, I, would, I had no words. I was just like, ah! It was very, very good. Nonstop. We did see Marco stunt at the hotel before with the boot. And we were like, uh-oh. What happened? I don't remember him getting hurt. And so I didn't want to say anything because I don't want to, you know, I want to keep secrets. I want to keep kayfabe. And then he came out in the crutches. I was like, oh, dang it. So I don't know what happened. Um, so I just I hope he's okay. Yeah, I think okay. it I think it happened on AEW Dark a couple weeks ago. I think. Okay. Is yeah, I heard. I was listening to uh, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer talk about it. like he didn't break his ankle or something, but he like tore it up. He didn't shatter. He tore it up or something. He said <laughs> something like that. Uh, but it was still it was a great match when Luchasaurus went flying. I was like, dang, it was Luchasaurus who went flying, right? Um, wait, so what I'm trying to remember. Did, didn't Luchasaurus, like, jump over the top? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was just making sure, because that was wild. That was crazy. This match was just a whole bunch of fun. I still haven't gotten my dang Young Bucks bills. I really want some. Um, but it was so much fun. Really, this should have been the opener. I felt like this yes. would have been a great opener. Like, this was you know, set the bar, set the tone for the pay-per-view, which, I mean, obviously we'll get into unfortunate circumstances, but, like, I was like, all right, all right, this is it, this is it. Yeah, I, this, like, if this would have opened the show, I completely agree. This would have been perfect. And 
the Young Bucks are teetering that line between heels and baby faces still, and we're going to talk more about that when we get to like the, the tag team title match later. And one of my favorite things about this match, and I, I'm a big Marco Stunt guy. Like I've, I've been a fan of his for a long time. I've, I was watching him live in front of like no fans and like Chattanooga and Nashville and stuff. Like I am a Marco Stunt guy. He the former Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Champion. That that's like that's my dude. But I loved seeing Matt Jackson super kick him in the face, and then yes. and then he, and then he I don't know if he meant to do it, but he like stepped on his head while he was like walking away, and I was like that was savage. He did I yeah. didn't see that? Ow. <laughs> yeah, like that was yeah. Anything savage. like on the ground or the outside, we could not see. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. He basically like, he kicks him. He looks like he kills him with that super kick, and then like on his way, like walking away, he like stepped on his head. I was like. God oh, dang. Um, but uh, I, I and I say all that. The point being that the young bucks are really they're showing flashes of heel, but they're also like enough of a baby face that like the, this whole story with the elite can still really kind of go any direction. Um, they were heel as heck to me. In person. Oh, Marty! Marty oh. donated. Like in person, yeah. In person, it. It was very in person. It came across like Cody does. You know how Cody acts very cocky and heelish. Just, the, I mean, didn't they come out of the the heel tunnel? Oh, oh, so like when you're watching the show, I thought you meant like you ran into the yeah. hotel at something, and they were like actually oh, like no, dicks or something. No, oh, okay, gotcha. No, 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 no. No one gotcha. was dicks. No one was dicks at the hotel. No they one came was off dicks. as heels at. Like at the show during the during their the match, show, gotcha, yes. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. During yes. the match, without commentary, without cinematic camera angles and stuff like that, pure heels here, pure heels, clear baby faces for Jurassic Express, which I think obviously works with the match because Jurassic Express is Jurassic Express. They're they're baby faces, and the Young Bucks are better off as heels anyway. I love heel Young Bucks way better. Yeah, me too. Heel Young Bucks are better, but they. They're- they came across as, uh, as as heels, and and honestly, them winning because I was I really thought that Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus, Lucha, Jurassic Express, Jesus, I I thought they might pick up a win. Um, but when the Young Bucks won, I was like, uh oh, that means that, you know, something's gonna happen later on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I wanted them to lose. One of the coolest parts about this match to me was the times where Jungle Boy and Nick Jackson were going one-on-one because that's a future AEW world title match right there. Like yes. Nick, Nick Jackson and Jungle Boy uh, at some point down the line. Because Matt, Matt Jackson, I think that Nick will wrestle longer than Matt because they're, he's a little younger so I, and doesn't deal with as many injuries. So like, I think like at some point Matt will hang up, you know, hang it up and Nick will do a singles run and... Uh, and, and Jungle Boy is clearly going to be a huge part of their future. He was fantastic oh, in this Oh, God, match. yes. There's um, so much potential in future in AEW. It's great. Yeah. We got that donation from Marty D. Thank you very yes, much, Marty. thank you, Marty. Read that out here. It says, I once I was once on a flight from Atlanta to St. Louis, and AJ Styles was a baggage claim, and there was 35 people waiting on him. Uh, how did they know which flight he was on? So That's but you'd be surprised now i don't know how long ago this was marty and once again thank you for the super for the super chat thank you so much for the super chat seriously marty Um, thank you it really means a lot yes um and i know like 
so I pay really close attention to like live streaming and just like Twitch streaming, that kind of stuff, just like numbers and kind of seeing viewership and just interesting to me. And there's a guy, Ice Poseidon, who was a really, really big Twitch streamer. He's basically the guy who um, created IRL streaming. Like he's like the pioneer of it. And he was banned from Twitch a few years ago and still is it's a lifetime ban. He's still never been back. Oh, wow. um, but what happened was like, like this is just to the point of like people can find out anything like he was sitting at a terminal and he gave away part of where he was in the airport basically um while he was live streaming and then a bomb threat got called in and like he got pulled off the plane and like this whole deal and he and it was like anyway it's a really long story but the point is the internet's there like people will find out like if you're a uh I'm not advocating this but if you're a massive AJ Styles fan you could probably find out where he is right now through the internet like, if, like you, you probably oh, just could. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to know where he's at in the airport, it you, you, there's ways to probably find. And once again, I'm not advocating this at all. I'm just no, saying. No, don't do it, guys. Yeah. Don't. It's creepy. Yeah. If you want to be get dirty looked at by a wrestler, that's the way to do it. Is to invade their privacy. Yeah, yeah. So, but but that's the, that's the thing, Marty is like. I don't know how they found out, but all it takes is one person. All you literally, it could be a wrestling fan working at TSA that texts their friend saying, "Hey, AJ Styles is standing right next to me." And then the next thing you know, that right. goes out on Twitter, and then the thirty-five people reading that tweet drive up to the airport. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy how we're we're can travel now. So uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but thanks again, Marty, for that that donation. Thank you so much. Yeah, it really does mean a lot. And like I said, guys, you can either do it through the PayPal link or the the link, the tips link in the description, or use the super chat feature. We, like I said, we will stop what we're doing and we will address your statement or answer your question. So thank you so much. Yes. Um. Next match we had Lance Archer wins the twenty one man casino battle royal. So I'm just gonna get this right out of the way real quick. Um. <laughs> Matt Seidel, oh god. I got um, this on film. I videoed this. I videoed his slip up. So when this happened live, I So okay. I so, didn't even realize he slipped until afterwards. Oh really? Oh my god. This I had no idea. Brutal. I thought I thought he really messed up. I just thought, oh god, what happened? I thought someone like hit him. Because there's oh, no. so much because there were because there was smoke. I'll send you the video. There was like a pyro smoke, so I couldn't really see what was happening. Let me send that to you right now. So when I was watching the show, it was one person who's familiar with AEW, one person that really isn't. And so one of the two knew Matt Seidel and knew him as Evan Bourne in WWE and like knew the other one knew none of this. This is the first time he's ever seen Matt Seidel and Matt Seidel's coming out to the ring and he's like the mystery entrant, right? So it's like this yeah. really big deal. And like, I, I said it even on our show. I was like, there's no chance in hell Brock Lesnar's at the show. Like people, no way. Get, it's not going to be CM Punk. It's not going to be Brock. It's not going to be. And, and it comes, it's Matt Seidel, which is so pretty cool. Cause Matt Seidel's, you know, he's, he's basically an independent wrestling legend. He had a good run in the WWE. Like I, you know, he's a, he, he's, he's a worthy mystery opponent in this match. And he comes out mm -hmm. and I'm standing up. And I literally am out loud going, oh, this is pretty badass. Like, Matt Seidel, like, and, and I was like, dude, he's going right up to the top. Best shooting star press in the business right here. This guy never messes it up. Like, I literally saying this, like, out loud. Like, like, I swear to God, like, my brother was crying. He was laughing so hard when it happened. Because no I, I, I hyped him up so much on his way up to the top rope. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, 
time to hit airborne, baby. And like he, like and he literally <laughs> just flying. My brother just died laughing because he was the one who had never seen him before. He's just, oh, he was no. howling. And he said he wound up rewatching it about 20 times before he went to sleep. Well, that send night. him the video I just sent you because I got it. Like I said, you cannot see through. Let me see if I can. I don't know if it'll oh, show. Yeah, I'm watching it on my. Yeah, it won't. Oh, yeah, because I'm trying no. to pull up my phone. Gosh, I hate laughing at that, but it's so bad. He's okay, though. Yeah, he's okay. And, and, he's, and he's had, like, a 20-year career, and that's never happened. Just the worst unlucky timing ever that he does it in his AW debut. Like, Yeah. He has, there was smoke. He probably couldn't see. Well, I, he slipped. I, I mean, it's just straight it up. It was humid. Like, yeah. In this match, okay, people were, like, poo-pooing all over it. I... As soon as Eddie Kingston came out, like, I was invested in Eddie Kingston. Like, I have a video where I'm just going, let's go! Let's go! <laughs> it's all I'm saying. Hell yeah. I'm, like, hype for Eddie Kingston. And watching him, like, he made this... I tell you what, I don't know if you can, but if you can go back... I, I have a torso. That's very strange. If you can go back and just, like, watch Eddie Kingston, like, sitting in the ring, in the corner, just kind of, like, watching everything happening, it's fascinating i was really invested in that i really wasn't really paying attention like who's getting eliminated what's going on i'm watching like the background i'm watching him like just like i everyone just like mediating kind of meditating planning it was great and then darby allen came out same time i think it's him too that was wild i also my husband's like there's a body bag i was like what there's thumbtacks in it. I was like, what? And he landed, threw that thing on his head. Oh, my God. So something that I haven't heard anyone talking about related to that. I don't know how it's, like, flown under the radar. Maybe people are just so, because of the way Darby was thrown and, and the way that Seidel botched and everything. Like, But, so part of that, you probably couldn't see live. when So, so I think it was Archer who's the one who got the body bag and got the tax. And I, th I think maybe it was Brian Cage. It was Brian Cage, I guess. So whoever was putting the tax in the body bag, you could tell that they were trying to only put them in the bag. In the like, or like they were trying to put them like in the pocket. I feel like there's like a pocket in the bag or something. Well, probably something to like protect yeah. Darby since nobody actually saw him afterwards. So like there was really no point in in doing the tax bump because like mm -hmm. you didn't. But but my point is. A lot of the tacks spilled over into the ring. So there's just all these tacks laying in like the side oh, like, in the ring and on the ring apron. And so the the worst part for me was like you what you see Seidel just just botch hard and then Eat you're like shit, yeah. yeah, and you're like, Oh man, like you feel really bad for him, but it's kinda of funny, but it's like he's okay, so it's it's funny because he's okay. If you had gotten hurt, like, I wouldn't have been laughing about it. No, but not at all. Stuff happens. It'd be fun it's funny like how if if you saw me walking down the street and I like wasn't paying attention and like ran headfirst into a pole because I was texting or something, you'd be like, oh, "That's fucking funny." He's not hurt, but I mean, that's pretty fucking funny. But so, but then what wound up happening 
was these tacks are just like scattered all over the ring, and oh, no. and tell just gets tossed into like all these thumbtacks. Oh man! That, that you that you know he didn't like agree to because like you could tell the thumbtacks were not supposed yeah. to be in the ring. So the rest of the match, all these wrestlers are trying to like not land in thumbtacks because they're all over the place. Like See, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, and even... I I posted videos on my Twitter like. What I really liked, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying there were like even on the ring apron. So when people were doing like the mm. moves on the apron, there was like a tack or two that I'd randomly see like Ooh. someone's shoulder. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. Oh my God. So like what I really liked, I really liked um, like when people would get eliminated, they would come and I posted the videos. They're on my Twitter. They would, They were still fighting on the outside. Like they went all the way to where I was, st- where I was sitting, and they were fighting, and they would fight all the way into the back. It was great. But here's another thing: I didn't pay a lot of attention to this match, other than Eddie Kingston, because, like, near the beginning of the match, all of a sudden, you know, I'm sitting like I'm like vulnerable. All right, I'm like on the outside, right? Like, I picked that seat because it's fresh air. So let's, if someone had, you know, the thing that we're all trying to avoid right now that I was as close to open air as possible. I picked that seat on purpose. All of a sudden I hear, pow, 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 pow. And I was like, I thought some crazy anti-AEW person was coming in to shoot. I don't know. I honestly, for a fleeting moment, was ready to go. I was like, because I'm like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's nothing going on. I'm like, why am I hearing this? And then I started hearing like louder booms. The fireworks. Like, that oh, were just yeah. And I was like, off. okay, yeah. this is fireworks. <laughs> it, for like a half a second, I was, I was, I had, I was ready to go. I was, I was like, nope, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> I honestly, cause I honestly thought someone would be that angry at AEW for some reason to come and do that. And I mean, I don't put anything past anyone anymore. And so I was like ready to go, and then so the entire, the entire match, and I got video of that too. There's video on my Twitter. There is a fireworks spectacle going on. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They had a grand finale and everything. Like even, they even, like, went even the commentators off. were like, "Is someone coming out, or what's going, like, what's going on right now?" <laughs> it was, it was pretty. But it was like they had a grand finale, dude. Like they had, they brought out the. It was apparently there's a baseball stadium not far. That's but funny. We, I was distracted by these fireworks. Wait, so were those fireworks going off in a in a different stadium? They were. They weren't going off in a off. different stadium, like oh. a couple miles away. If you go look at my Twitter, go look at the video. I took video of it, and like. I swear they had a grand finale too. It was bright. <laughs> it's like, dang, dude, am I Universal? What the hell, bro? This ain't Disney. I was like, you should have at least timed them to be at eight o'clock when the show started. That would have been really cool. Like surround South fireworks. That would have been great. Well, yeah, because on TV it seemed like they like AEW would accidentally set off the fireworks. Did it like, seem the like pyro. You could yeah. hear it? Yeah, you could hear it on the and the, the commentators, like I said, mentioned it. They were like, yeah. I don't know if so like what's going on with the <laughs> what's what's all that happening right now? Because they didn't know if like right. some like extra surprise entrant was about to come out with pyro no. or something. 
they were way off by the parking lot because I was like, I was like kind of watching them. And it's so funny because those videos of everyone fighting on the outside, you can hear the fireworks going off. It's like riot footage. <laughs> it feels like it's got riot footage vibes. You can hear like these explosions going off. There's like these two guys fighting in what looks like an empty alley. I'm pulling it's it up right of, now. This yeah. Is, this is it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the audio? Yeah, this happened twice. Yeah, you could hear it, uh, hear it all blowing up. I don't know, I can't hear it on my end. Uh, I think it was work. I think it was working. If not, uh, the fire, I'll try again here. But it was, uh, yeah, the fireworks. I got a video of the fireworks. Oh, wait, where's the video? Down here somewhere? Yeah, it's way down. Let's see. This guy There's the guy. Touch. We'll talk, yeah, we'll, oh, we'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah they, yeah, they caught that on camera, on TV. I okay. actually had to send that um, to AEW. Oh, really? So, yeah, so I think they're pressing charges. It looked like a little kid on TV, but that it, last... It was not a little kid. It was a grown-ass man. Jesus. Oh, yeah, this is going to be way down. Where is this at? What the oh, there's that. Is this at? You're close. This is like random pyro. <laughs> Matt Saito right is here. I know. I didn't even see him fall. Oh, here we go. There. <laughs> Jeez. It's like big. It's too big. The screen's too big. Oh, whoops. Well, sorry. I didn't mean to full screen. <laughs> yeah, there. <laughs> Jeez. I was like, what the frick? I was like, excuse me. Can we not? <laughs> like. Could you not have done this like today <laughs> on Labor Day? That's hilarious. It um, was so weird. I liked uh, I liked Archer winning the match though. I called that one, so yes, I'm glad it was right that there. That was fine with me. I wanted Eddie Kingston to win, but Lance Archer just makes sense. Yeah, I, I would have been great with Kingston as well because Kingston and Mox for the title would be great. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the other the thing with Kingston though that I'm interested in is. He never, line. well, he never went over the top rope. So, oh, so right. she climbed to like the top, but I don't think that's the same as getting thrown over the top. Um, like there's been people who've eliminated themselves, like the Royal Rumble, like years ago, for instance, I can't remember who it was. It was like some, <laughs> it was like some luchador or someone that like never really wrestled for the WWE. I can't remember who it was, like the early nineties that eliminated himself by going to the top rope and then jumping out. But I think it's different if you like, go under the ropes and then like yeah. climb up from the outside. And so what I would like to see is Eddie Kingston actually like have a story built off that where he's like, yo, Absolutely. like I never actually got eliminated from that match. Like, and then like he gets, he gets Did some more. Dirty. Yeah. Get, like he maybe gets a few like decent wins. Although I saw he's on AEW dark this week, which is a little concerning to me. Like he hasn't wrestled on dynamite since Cody, like, Put the man on dynamite. People want to see it, um, but he's getting this. this the airtime at least on AEW is like the manager yeah. and stuff. But uh, 
But yeah, I do want to see more from Eddie Kingston. He's one of the few guys that every time the guy grabs a microphone, everyone just stops and, and pays attention. Yes. Which is... Absolutely. Yes. And he's good enough in the ring to where, like, it's totally justified. Where, like, his mic skills are incredible. His ring, his in-ring work is great. Like, you might as well. It's great for what it is. You know, it's it's a different type of style. But against someone like a Moxley, it, it would be great. But, uh, yeah. but, yeah, so... Archer with the win, I'm okay with that. Um, and then so this match, I mean, this was just a... Yeah. So, for those of you who somehow might not know, I mean, essentially, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara overshot a a table, and Matt Hardy landed headfirst on the concrete and was out completely cold. Uh, referee Aubrey Edwards, like, checked on him and, like, could tell yeah. he was out and, like, threw up the X and, and uh, like, a... Doctor came over and stopped the match, and, like, they rang the bell and everything, but because... Didn't Matt Hardy throw up the X, too? I don't know. I mean, he, Matt, Hardy, Matt Hardy wasn't moving, so I, I don't know what Well, I think was. this was after he, like, got up. Like, oh, probably. Like, fell. Well, because, yeah, he couldn't even stand. I mean, he was out. <laughs> he was out. And, uh... And they showed it. They... I, I was listening to Brian and Dave Meltzer talk, and they, they showed the replay. Multiple oh, yeah, times no, yeah, yeah. in slow mo. Plenty of times on so. on our screen. They said we didn't see it. We saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and they uh, like so basically the only reason they kept going with this is because they had boxed themselves in with that stipulation that I didn't like to begin with with the Hardy leaving AEW. So it was clear Hardy was supposed to win the match because that's the only reason you would even attempt to continue that at that point. Yeah. Um and. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be dead honest. Like I love AEW, but like this was well, this was bad because there's it is impossible for you for that to happen, and then a doctor to be able to clear you within minutes like that and actually know that you're okay. Like that's it's that's completely completely unrealistic to think like he was out cold like that, and then he was like I was just completely fucking out of it, couldn't stand nothing, and then like. Two minutes later, it's like, he's been cleared by a doctor who says he's good to go. And it's like, there's no way a doctor would actually clear him. There's no, unless, I mean, I shouldn't say that. A doctor might clear him, but it's a doctor who's doing it, like, because AEW, like, like there's no, no real doctor who's actually doing his job correctly would ever clear someone to wrestle within minutes of that happening. So, yeah. Um, that was that was weird how that whole thing was handled as far as I'm concerned and uh, it was yeah and then like it was concerning Sammy was literally dragging Matt Hardy up the up the yeah. thing that he was supposed to push him off of. like he couldn't even climb yeah. the thing it's like yeah we noticed that too I know a lot of people didn't notice that but because me and my husband were like did anyone else notice that Sammy was literally helping him up like. I don't know, just this whole thing, like, and I'm, I, I don't want to, like, speculate, like, because I, I don't, like, I don't know, like, what, we have no, we didn't see it, like, we saw the, okay, so here's, here's what happened from, like, my perspective, as soon as Lance Archer won, I ran to go pee, because I'm pregnant, there's a baby pushing on my tummy, I was like, <laughs> I better go, so I went pee, I walked back out, and had I known this match was going on, like, right behind me, I would have just walked over there. <laughs> uh, but I was, like, rushing back to my seat because I didn't want to miss it. And the the my favorite guy, my mask enforcement officer, was, like, hurrying me up, right? So we're on. If 
if you're like if you're if you think about if you're a fan and you're like facing the all out stage like if you are looking like at the hard cam we were on the right side right so there's like the left side where it says daily's place where mox came out we were on the opposite side okay and the 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 stadium where they were at is right behind it it's connected like there's it's literally connected so apparently the our guy he told us that they were not letting anybody enter or exit our ramp which to me tells me that they were supposed to come up our way because they were not letting anyone leave anyone come up our side they were making everyone clear out and so then i get back my seat i'm all excited i'm like hell yeah i'm about to get some cool ass footage like this is gonna be great and then we are then something and then i look up and matt hardy hits his head on this concrete i'm like oh jesus christ and it just, it happened, and my husband goes, uh, I don't think that was supposed to happen. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so either. It didn't look good. And we were all just kind of like, ooh, geez, I hope he's okay. And the fact that they kept showing us replays, like, they showed us, like, multiple replays and in slow-mo. I don't know if they showed that on TV. Yeah. They did. They showed us. So we were like, okay, maybe it was supposed to happen. Like, we didn't know. We had literally no idea. And... Then we saw, then I saw Matt Hardy get up and then I saw him kind of tumble and I was like, uh oh, I was like, this is not good. And then they called off the match and no one, not one person booed. Right. Yeah. They, totally not understandable. one person <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, come on, you can do it. Not one person started booing. Yeah. It was like, oh, we just want him to be okay. And so they, they, they cut the, the, the footage, right? So it just says all out. And so minutes go by. We have no idea what's going on. So we have absolutely no idea what's going on. And then they say this match must have a finish. And then, oh, oh what happened was they called off the match, right? And like I said, you know how we couldn't hear that uh, Big Swole or Baker match? We also couldn't hear very well the, uh, the promos mm. that – they were cutting before the battle royal. Oh, those were really we, good, by the way. They were good. Yeah, they were really. I mean, we could hear them, but they were like, they were really good. He, Matt Hardy said, "Like, I'm not done with you. Where is he? I'm not done with you." He said it, and it was really super loud. Like, so we thought that that was like part of it, because it was so loud. Like, we could hear it. Like, they had him mic'd up, and like he just seemed like he was speaking so clearly. He wasn't slurring his words. He didn't seem disoriented. We're like, oh, was it a... We honestly thought, like, wait, was that seriously supposed to be part of it? Like, we were honestly that confused. Because, you know, I wasn't on Twitter, like, replaying it going, oh, yeah, he's definitely hurt. We had just seen it from a, a screen really super-duper far away. We we don't hear commentary. The match is called off, and all of a sudden they say there's, like, not going to be a finish. And then they say they have to. there has to be a finish. And then all of a sudden we see them coming up in the middle and obviously they went over. And what you don't realize is, and I don't know if they, sh if you notice this on TV, but so it started out and it was just Aubrey, right? When they came back in, there were like three or four more officials out there. Did you see that? Uh, I can't remember specifically, but I... yeah, there were like three or four more officials helping her because like clearly something was wrong and I don't, and this is why I don't really want to, like, speculate. Like, I know it was, like, a huge mess up. And 
they need to learn from this. And I don't think there's any defending it, so I don't think I'm defending it. It was incredibly unfortunate. They put themselves into a, a, a really bad bind with this stipulation, which they clearly could have continued on Dynamite, I feel, or, like, next time. Like, this yeah. was an emergency. Sammy could have gone with this. And this is a new company, and they just have to figure these kinks out. Not saying that it's okay at all. Uh, but everyone in the stadium knew that that match shouldn't have gone on. And, like, I have in my video of it, you see Matt Hardy slip. When he first climbs up, he slips. And, like, trying to climb up, he, like, slips on a little guardrail. And you could see there were actually um, chairs set up there. They had chairs, like, steel chairs set up there. So I'm assuming they were going to be, like, chair shots and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, clearly, they just went right to the finish, which is... yeah. You know, whatever. And then, as soon as the match was over, it took, like, the whole... There were, like, four to six people helping Matt Hardy backstage. I believe it. It was really scary. We were all just kind of confused. I wasn't really, like, too shaken up just because I saw Matt Hardy, like, get up. I thought he was paralyzed. Like, I saw him get up, and I saw him talk clearly... So I thought maybe he just got his, like, bell rung, and it was scary, and it looked really bad, but he was okay. And I was like, well, I hope he goes to get checked out, and obviously he went to the hospital right after that. Yeah. And, is, there a, is there a cartoon or something? Like, I hear, like, a cartoon Yeah, there's a cartoon. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Scarlet, can you turn that down, please? Scarlet! That's the one YouTube picking that up. <clears throat> yeah, perfect. Scarlet! Hold on a second. Sorry. Uh, bro says everyone has been on dark at this point. Nothing wrong with that. True, true. That's a good point. Uh, everyone has been on dark at this point. I just like to see Eddie Kingston wrestling on Dynamite more often. Um, Jobber JTJ four nine six says Alonzo fan. Uh, we're talking to Alonzo, Jackson Alonzo. Fans have been conditioned by WWE that nothing matters except just. Mm -hmm. Um, and and also that brings up an important point. A lot of people were making this AEW versus WWE. This is not AEW versus WWE. It is not. Can we stop? Because if it's AEW versus WWE, last time I checked, WWE had someone die in the ring on a pay per view that they continued. Yeah. So true. I don't really want to make this about AEW versus WWE because it is not. It is a company who had a serious medical staff move who better learn from it, and I hope they do. And I'm not going to talk crap about Rebby either, because that's her husband. Her kids were watching that match when that happened. Like, so, yeah, that is just a really quick point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so for me, it was, like, obvious immediately that he that something was wrong because it was a last-man-standing yeah. match, and they didn't count. That was, like, the immediate, immediate yeah. thing oh, for me. Oh, yeah. It was, like, he's down and out cold, and they're, the ref isn't even starting a count, so it's, like, something's actually wrong. Otherwise, he'd be counting to 10 right now. Yeah. Um. So that was, like, an immediate red flag. And then, uh, yeah, there's... Yeah, it was just it was handled poorly. The whole the whole thing was handled poorly, and you it's so easy to book around this kind of stuff. Like even if Hardy loses the match, like we see this happen in wrestling all the time. And WWE, there this just happened like two weeks ago with Sonya Deville. Like she got fired for like she, like like she's yeah. like she's never gonna be back on WWE TV. Come on, you know like I mean, <clears throat> so it very 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 easy to book around it. Even if they would have just stopped the match there, but 
And the really unfortunate thing too, outside of Hardy's health, which another layer to this is the fact that he's a you know, 40-something-year-old man who's done a lot of this kind of stuff and had a lot of these kind of bumps. And it's like uh, it's like the, that movie, um, was it not another teen movie where like the Reggie Ray oh. character is like, he's like, basically it's like you only have X amount of concussions left before you die playing football. <laughs> and it's like every yeah, time he gets hit, you well. check another, like how many of those does Hardy have left? You know what I mean? Like... You got right. I mean, he he's at a point where he shouldn't even be taking these bumps to begin with. I know it's kind of kind of what he's known for with like the Hardy Boys and stuff, but it's like he doesn't need to be doing that at this point. He's already Matt Hardy. Like he doesn't. I mean, I, I'll give him the credit though. Like he's going out there and trying to keep up with guys like Sammy Guevara who were like want to do this stuff. Like Sammy, if it was up to Sammy, he'd jump off the top of the stadium. Like he, that guy doesn't give a he doesn't give a flip. No, doesn't give he, a flip. He, I won't say it, but he, I would not be surprised if like, you know, I don't want to say it, you know, I don't know if you know where I'm going, but yeah, it's just my husband, you know what he said after that? He looked at me and he goes, Jessica, he's like, Matt Hardy's going to be retired by the end of the year. He's going to retire. His Rebbe's going to step in and be like, no. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, throwback. What's up, man? How's it going, dude? Hi. Uh, we got, uh, this next match, which I thought was really good. Uh, Hikaru Shida retaining mm-hmm. the AW Women's Championship over Thunder Rosa. The big thing for me in this match was Thunder Rosa is better than the entire current AEW roster for the yeah. women. Like, she's better than all of them. So, it's a little strange because it's like, it's like you have to go outside of your company to find good matchups like this and then everything in between on dynamite is just kind of like bad women's wrestling for the most part so it's like every pay-per-view you're gonna get like a good women's match but like all the lead up into it is like all like it's it's kind of strange to me they either need to sign thunder rosa or make sure that they have a talent exchange because like she is great as well these are these are two two of the best women in the company but like in my honest opinion, Thunder Rosa is significantly better than the second best person that they have. Who is she? I think she's better than Sheeta, and but they're the two best. Like these are the two best. Mm-hmm. And then there is a pretty substantial drop off in talent. So they need to yeah. they need to figure this out. But Thunder, I thought Thunder Rosa looked great. I thought this match was I thought great. This was fantastic. Um, yes, this was this is when the pay per view like picked up. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, what? How did this go over? Like with the crowd? Like, did it? Was everyone into this one? Yeah, we were chanting, um, there were dueling, um, Thunder Rosa, let's go, Sheeta, Thunder Rosa. There were dueling chants. There were chants throughout the entire match. I don't know if they picked, did they pick out those chants? Uh, yeah, yeah, you could hear it a little, but it's not, it, it wasn't loud it like was, it would normally it be. It was loud hear for it in the, us. I'm going to say it on TV, it's like, uh, you kind of hear it kind of in the background, but you, you still do hear it, though. Okay, yeah, it was really loud. There were... Uh, there were a lot, a lot of those kind of chants, like the dueling chants. There wasn't really, uh, it was kind of like a clear division. Like it was 50, 50, the crowd who they wanted to win. So it was really fun. I thought it was a great match. It was like a, a fantastic wrestling match. I thought it was fun. I thought it kept me engaged. It really kind of got me out of that funk i mean these these poor ladies had to go you know after that 
incident, and they really went out there and said, hey, the show must go on, and went out there and absolutely killed it. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I like how part of the story of this match was, like, Thunder Rosa, like, had Sheeta really scouted, so, like, yes. she had a lot of great reversals to a lot of stuff Sheeta yes. does, and a lot of good chain submissions, and, I mean... She kicked out of a lot of stuff. She kicked yeah. out of one. Yeah. I, I think... So, I, like, I'm totally fine with Sheeta retaining here for, like, yeah, obvious reasons. You know, she's yeah. at... And Sheeta's great. Like, I'm not... I'm not... I think Thunderosa is better, but I think that Sheeta is, like, close. But then, like, I keep saying, it's it's a big drop after that. So, I don't know what they're going to do next. I saw that, um, like, throwback says AEW needs... So, <coughs> excuse me, needs someone like Tessa to strengthen their women's division. I know Tessa can be polarizing with, like, what people think about her and the stuff she, like, have said in the past and stuff, but... If I'm AEW, I 1 billion percent offer Tessa Blanchard a contract right now. 1 billion percent. The the issues that she's had lied with Big Swole, who's forgiven her over it. She's like 24 years old, said a bunch of stupid stuff a few years ago. Give her a second chance. I mean, it's not like she was out there talking about, you know, some of the stuff that some of the... Like, we see people that have done much worse that are still on television. We'll just put it that way. And multiple companies. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So... I, I feel like you got to give Tessa another chance. And, and here's the thing. If she messes up again, like she says something that's along the lines of, of what she's been accused of in the past and all that, then you, you can, right. and, you, and you put that in her contract. You straight up put like, yeah, you're coming on in here kind of in hot water. Like, but we're going to take a chance on you. If you, if you show signs of this again, you're gone. And it's that simple. Yeah. Um, but she's too talented. I bring up, I bring up this comparison a lot and I think it's, it's a pretty, comparable comparison and you can say this about a lot of different athletes but like for me being a vikings fan of randy moss for years with minnesota in the 90s and the early 2000s and this guy like he publicly would say i play when i want to play it's straight cash homie like all he cared about was getting paid yeah didn't care about his teammates hardly ever practiced the rest of the team would dress up in suits and look nice when they were going to the airport he was wearing tall tees and baggy jeans that were sagging and stuff like he did not care he was not of an ideal teammate he was a guy that people didn't get along with but he was so productive on the field that it offset all of those things and that's where i'm at with tessa right now is like she can't be just going around saying a bunch of racist stuff all day. Like, you can't be doing that. But if she did it years ago, she hasn't done it since. The people that were affected by it have forgiven her for it. Like, what more can you really ask of, a, of someone who's only, you know, 23, 24 years old right now? Who, when I was 24 years old, I was a completely different person than I am at 32. Like, completely different. I was a completely different person at 18 than I was at 24. Completely different at 13 than I was at 18. You know, I mean, like, when you have these gaps in time... You got to give people a chance to, to better themselves, make mistakes and, and learn from them. If you're making that mistake over and over and over and over again, that's an actual problem that needs to be punishable. If you do something yeah. stupid once and you never do it again and you learn from it, and you become a better person because of it. You got to give people a chance to, to, to do that. And in Tessa, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I think uh, throwback also mentions Rhea Ripley. Obviously she's signed with WWE, but I think Rhea is this, Rhea's fantastic. But they should be doing much more with Rhea in the WWE, in my opinion. Um, what what do you think about, like, where where do they go next with the women's division? Like, who do you think Sheeta's next challenger is going to be? No, hey, we still have some more matches to go through, okay? Two more. Uh, how many more matches? Four. 
for? I have no idea. I mean, I think I I really don't know. I'd like to see Big Swole. I mean, Big Swole just beat Brick Baker, almost dang near killed her. So I mean, you could I have that. that. I can see that happening. So you have Big Swole. I mean, what is Nyla Rose doing? She's had her chance already, but I but at the yeah. same time, she's she has Vicky now, so it is a little bit different. If she, but that's the that's the other thing. She has Vicky now, and they haven't really done anything with that. No, um, they haven't. Yeah. And I mean, there's you've got oh well, Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian are getting married. Perhaps there's a run in there. Perhaps there's uh, some tension there. Maybe, but Penelope Ford already had a chance against Sheeta, also. I know, I'm not saying her. I'm just saying oh, that oh, I see. Gotcha. Like, something happens there. They have a lot of... Uh, I mean, Ivelisse and... Uh, Diamante. Diamante. Yeah, they... Abaddon. Abaddon is fantastic. Abaddon's a, a good... A Anna, good... Anna J. Anna J. Dark Order. You know, she could pick up a win for the Dark Order. That would be cool. There's a lot of different ways they could go. Not quite to the talent caliber of Thunder Rosa right now. But that's what they have, and I feel like Tony Khan in the uh, post-all-out presser was very um, accepting to the criticism that the women's division has gotten, and I think, I, I really do believe that AEW will fix this. It's going to take time. Yeah. I'm not looking for an immediate I mean, it would, take, know, a, it would fix, take a lot but... less time if they signed the right people, though. <laughs> like, I mean, if they if they yeah. signed Thunder Rosa, if they signed Tessa Blanchard, if if anyone on the Impact roster winds up becoming a free agent, if you could get a Jordan Grace or get a, uh, um, uh, Angel, not Angelina, uh, uh, what's, why can't I, I'm blanking on her name, John, John Morrison's wife. Um, she was really yeah, good. Not as the, Lovelace. No, um, people in the chat will know. She was the Impact Women's Champion for like a year. Um, I just can't think, I just don't know just... why I can't think of her name. But there, there are talented women out there. Um, yes. Now, now also to that same point, people can be elevated. Like if if someone mm-hmm. like Anna J or someone like uh, I don't know Big Swole or someone like isn't quite at that level, maybe they get in the ring with with Sheeta and Sheeta gets them to that level. Like I mean, there's there's that possibility as well. Like there are people on AEW's roster that I think can be elevated, but you have to have that base of like people to to yeah. be able to elevate you. I mean. And she is really the only one they have, I think, that's like at that level that can elevate people. I think Thunder Rosa could definitely be the same, the same kind of person for them. Ty Valkyrie, thank you in the chat. That's who I was trying to think of. Um, anyway, that all being said, that was a little bit of negative on the division, but what I will say is like this match was great. I mean, so like it was this, fantastic. yeah. So this was a big shining moment for the women's division. This is one of the best matches on the whole show. Yes. Like, so. Yeah, it was, and we said that before. We said this is going to be one of the best matches on the whole show. Yes. Yep. So we were right about that, and pleasant, pleasantly. Uh, I shouldn't say pleasantly surprised because it wasn't surprised, but I was happy that they delivered. I'll just put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. Up next, we this had this shocked me. Yeah, the the same. I thought the Dark Order was going to win this one. Um, we had Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, Dustin Rhodes, Kichi Marshall. Defeating the Dark Order, the team of Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Uh, I'm going to let you give your thoughts on this. The only thing I want to say is I called this ahead of time. I said it. I said something will happen where Brandy will have to do a move. Something like she's got to always get involved. And she did. 
Oh, it just makes my blood boil. She's like, no one I, I, in the chat. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is anybody asking for that? Anybody asking for Brandy Rhodes being on, on your television at this point in AEW? Like, I'm sorry. I like Brandy. I'm sorry. It's, oh, it is nepotism to the extreme. What's going on there? Um, How? She's not good at wrestling. She's not good at talking on the microphone. She's a good presence, I think. Because she's why? Because she she has eyes that could kill. I think that she well, she's, brings. At least she's I good looking. She sure. No, her eyes could kill. Like I think that she brings an attitude. She is like a defensive. Like that's her family. She's there to defend her family. I feel like I think she's a really important asset. I think she's been a really important part of Cody's entire story, and he's not here. So why not have Brandy out there kind of, like, representing him, you know? Yeah, or she could be in the hospital, like, with him. We don't know where he is. He just posted that bloody nightmare thingy. True, true. Um, yeah, I I just, it's just not for me. She was a, she was the, the lowest level ring announcer in WWE when she was there, and now she's supposed to, I, I don't. I just don't. I just don't get it. Her the the the, 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 the action figure thing d- bugs the hell out of me. Like she's going on on Brand Brand. Well, she's doing interviews about how it is okay. So technically speaking, she was the yeah. most sold figure on Ringside Collectibles for a week, right? She was the only AEW action figure available on Ringside Collectibles that week, aside from Kenny Omega, who they've already sold so much of. They're putting more Kenny out. Brandy, they no, they, there was no demand for the figure. They didn't put them in Walmart, and there was they knew they were running out. So everyone jumped on Ringside Collectibles for one week when she was the only one available and bought it. That's the only reason. You can't sit here and be like, I'm outselling all the other figures. When it was all of the AEW figures, <laughs> nobody bought it. Like, that gets, oh my God, it just, it just oh, drives yeah. me nuts. It drives me nuts. Um, and then, like, the Nightmare Collective sucked. I mean, like, all this stuff that she's been involved in has not been good. But anyway, she's a great person. Like, I, I, as a human being, what she's done with the Culture City stuff, what she's doing to, like, for the brand, what she's doing yeah. for, for the with women the with the heels. See, all these things are great, but they, none of them involve her having to be on the television. That's that's my thing. Is like, all these things she's doing behind the scenes I think are great. But, um, yeah. but anyway... I'm in, uh, and, Water you know, just came down. Where? Hold on. I... Um, and it looks like most of the chat seems to agree with me. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Y'all keep letting me know. Now here's the thing. I can't stress it enough. Great, great human being. Cody is my favorite wrestler like ever. I've, I've I knew the guy in high school. I've talked about it a thousand times. Like I I am a humongous fan of Cody and his family and what they what they're doing. I think Brandy is great in her role as like C, CFO or whatever like her technical title is. She's incredibly intelligent. She's she's she she has like a master's degree. I'm pretty sure. I mean, she's like a super intelligent person. But like as a professional wrestler. It does nothing for me. She has the worst Stone Cold Stunner in the business, by far. Um, let's see. Uh, Manip Singh says, I need that N64 shirt. Sorry, sorry. We. I, she said water just came down from the ceiling, so I kind of freaked out. So. 
JG, gotcha. I'm just reading some of the chat here. JG says she's the only female in AEW that has a figure. If any other woman in the AEW roster would have had a figure like Sheeta, for example, her figure would have... Yeah, sure. Sheeta's figure would have done great. Um, and also, I'm hearing rumors. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm hearing rumors Brandy might get a variant figure before any of the other women get their own first figure. So that's another thing. If that's true, it's like, you got to be kidding me. Um, uh, yeah, people agree, and sh she shouldn't be a wrestler. 100% right about Brandy. 100% about Brandy trying to be a part of everything. Uh, as a manager, announcer, promo, Brandy is good. Hey, um... So there you go. There's there's a positive as a manager, announcer, and promo. But she he she's left, a great manager. But he left off wrestler. Um, let's see. Not in the ring. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, let's not bash. This isn't a bash Brandy. <laughs> Anyways, okay. as far as this match, I think went, I think she's great. I think that she's a fantastic person. So okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> so, not the uh, wrestler, but that's okay. <laughs> Neither am I. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, I can't do it. Obviously. Um, but, uh, as far as this match went, their team won, uh, which was I know. really surprising. Cole Cabana has been punished. He's about, he's about to get, whoa, he's got a dead man, basically. Yeah, I really wish Brody Lee would have just beat the hell out of him after that I match. was hoping, yeah. I think that's where it's kind of, it's, it was interesting because, like, Evil Uno, like, took him under his wing afterwards. <laughs> because, like, Evil Uno gets bullied so bad that he's probably like, yeah. I I know what you're going through, man. We'll uh, we'll get through this together. Um, yeah, it was good. I really thought that Dark Order was going to win. Yeah, so did I. But it made sense how it went down because Brody Lee literally yeah. gave it to Colt again. Was like, go yes. get get the pin, and then he went one step too far, Test going for the. Failed. Yep. No. Um, I, I thought Matt Cardona looked really good in this one. Yeah, yeah he did. The Scorpio Sky inclusion didn't make any sense to me, but I'm glad he got on the show because I think Scorpio Sky is super talented and he's like definitely a big part of their future. It just didn't really yes. make sense that he was like in this, but I like I didn't have a problem with it. It was just like it's kind of random. Um, but yeah. maybe he'll maybe he'll do more with them going forward though. Um, I hope so. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, then of course Allie was out there with you know her allegiance to QT Marshall yeah. and all that stuff and. Um, yeah, this was, I mean, I think Stu Grayson killed it again, kills it every time. Dude, uh, so good. Yeah, so, there was a... Dustin and uh, Brody, big hosses fighting was great. And that's going to be for the TNT title yes. this Wednesday. Yes. Thought that was great. I think that that's a great move. Dustin is really still incredible in the ring. That that promo afterwards, we kind of couldn't hear it, like I said. But we obviously we could deduct from what was happening that he was going for the TNT championship on Wednesday or is it on Wednesday? I think so. Okay, I'm not sure, but we knew that he was going to get a chance at it. So, so yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that that's a great move. I think it's a great next chapter. Brody Lee is angry. What? Where's oh, my face. Oh, good job. She's washed her face. <laughs> um yeah so we'll see where that all winds up going with yeah. uh with the dark order but as everyone knows i'm I'm a huge fan of the dark order so i i i didn't like seeing them not lose. their best night right not a good night for them 
but it, I think it is building to a point where like Brody Lee is going to lose his shit. Like he is going to like with all of these losses on this show, he is going to lose his mind and take it out on these guys. And I think it's going to that's going to form. Uh, I haven't seen the latest being the elite if it's out already. But... Uh, yeah. Look at this photograph. Yeah. You better go. Uh, th- there's a picture of the elite and it's a broken picture. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. So interesting. The elite is not OK. Interesting. Um, well, speaking of that, that's a good segue. We had the tag team title match, FTR defeating Omega and Hangman to become the new AEW World Tag Team Champions. How how did this this match come off live? I know you said you were going nuts for Kenny. This match came off fantastic live. This match, because I think everyone knew there, there was tension. Everyone was kind of anticipating the build. Everyone knew kind of what was coming. You still didn't know who was quite going to win, though, you know, because it seemed plausible that uh, Adam and, and Kenny could. And it, it looked like they did for, for a lot of it. Even after that whole accidental knee to the face, they kind of came together. And it, I think it was then, but it, it looked like they were, maybe they were going to pull it off. Even my husband was like, they may actually, they may actually pull this off and they might win it. But, unfortunately, you know, they didn't. And FTR was, and it was so funny. I wish someone would have gotten it, like, on camera. Like, I wish someone would take a picture of just the dynamic between me and my husband. Because when the bell rang, I was sulked over the chair in front of me in just absolute sorrow. And my husband was up up out of the seat cheering. <laughs> it was, like, just a complete polar opposite. Not right now. We don't. Barbie does not need to wash her face right now. No, she doesn't. Not until I'm done. Okay. But anyways, yeah, it was a really good match. Kenny bringing out the. It looked like one of those like TV dinner tables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it that's what it was actually. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, I got a whole bunch of pictures of it too. And then just, and I mean, it's in our thumbnail too. Just him. Why did she close the door? Yeah. Just like close it, like putting it down, and then he walked through the heel tunnel. Mom, I want you. He exited mm. the heel tunnel. Yeah, so like the match itself, I thought was was really good. I know people were saying like there's mixed reviews on it, but like I mean, I thought it was really good, and I really liked the finish too. Um, I don't know if there's it was mixed reviews on it. Yeah, there's people. Yeah, yeah, it's what? It's, Who? Like a lot of the internet. And Why? so with this whole show, it's like that there's people who really didn't like the show. Well, that's fair. They don't have to. But what about the, why was this match bad? Went really long. I mean, you can, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm just telling you what other people are saying. Like, I, like, I liked it. Yeah. Um, but okay. no, I saw, what? I saw a lot of people that said like, this wasn't it's in their wrestling. top. And they, they, people were saying, uh, I've seen quite a few people say the, uh, the Luchasaurus, uh, or whatever, Jungle Express yeah. and, and Young Bucks that's was better. Bit. Yeah, I can see that, but um, it was still a good match. My God. Yeah, I, I. So my thing, like, I don't know. I think people think the finish was botched, but I don't think so. It's because he did the, they did the, the spike pile driver twice. Curry head says yeah. too long. See, like, there's a, yeah, there, 
see part of this too is i don't know how many of these matches went longer than they were going to to begin with because of the Matt party thing yeah maybe but um, honestly i would have could have lived with that pay-per-view being a little bit shorter yeah for sure but i mean I, like i said i liked the match i thought they told a really good story and i liked the finish with hangman kicking out of the spike pile driver and then like right after them then they just went for it again which i think is like psychology 101 like yeah like you got an opportunity to finish her a second time and and they they pull it off and they box kenny out of the ring and obviously the big story was like kenny accidentally hitting a knee to, yes. to page um and then like basically giving the bucks an ultimatum after the match like you're either with me or you're with him but yeah Wall's... i didn't really hear that so what did he say he basically but said he... that i mean it was basically like i'm gonna like, you guys either got to come with me or you got to go with him. But, like, I'm done with that dude. Like, I'm completely done dealing with this. And and the Young Bucks stayed. But I think that's obviously more so because, like, they're running the company. Um, yeah, they have to. Even though I guess Kenny technically would, too. Unless maybe he's more so, like, the women's stuff was over. And maybe he's more so just in charge of that. So, like, I don't I'm, I'm trying to, like, kind of justify it in my own head, I guess. But it's one of these things also where, like part of this doesn't make sense because the young bucks already kicked hangman out of the elite so i don't know why the young bucks would even be torn about this like like what would be yeah what's their incentive to to join hangman they just flat out kicked him out of the group last week like it, their allegiance is with kenny it's it's already with kenny it, i don't know why that would have changed what i think is going to happen is it's going to come out that kenny was the one pressuring hangman all along it could it very well could i could see that for sure that's that's how I see this. That's why he was so hurt and, like, scared to say anything. I think Kenny in his head has been saying, you cannot get this out. It will break up the elite. We are, you know, this friendship is everything to us. We started this company because we are the elite. It's called All Elite Wrestling. And, like, Hangman has been living with this pain of, like, knowing this deep, dark secret for so long. And... At least that's just what I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that could definitely be part of, of how this is all being played out. And that's why I like this story so much is because they've literally teased a, a turn by everybody involved. Like, literally yes, everyone. Yes, I love. Um, even up to Cody. Like, if you want to involve Cody in all this. Like, he's teased. He was teasing a heel turn week after week until Brody just beat the hell out of him. Like, there's yeah. there's so many layers to this. I wish we would have gotten, like, beautiful. a yeah, I wish we would have gotten, like, a full-on, like, blow-off. Like, a big blow-up, like, like after this, like, to where, like, the lines were drawn. But at the same time, the, I once again, this is me having faith in AEW's booking. Like, I think I think everything they did at, at the pay-per-view was done well. And I think it all made sense to, to a point. And there's people in the chat saying, you know, maybe Young Bucks are forgiving Heyman. That's possible as well. Maybe they're on the fence about, like, maybe we shouldn't have kicked him out of the Elite. Maybe we were too harsh about all this. Like, so there's... There's a lot of layers to it, and I think that it's all coming to a head soon. But what I think is really, really, really obvious now that they've been building to for for months at this point, we're in a position now where FTR's got the belts and the Young Bucks are on a winning streak. So, like, that's that's got to be the next big Ooh, tag team title match. Yeah. 
And I think that's part of where a lot of these storylines are going to keep boiling over because maybe Hangman comes out and costs the Young Bucks against FTR or something. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things that they can yeah. they can do with this. Um, but like I said, I know, like I mentioned, there was people, I heard some podcasts where they weren't huge on this. They saw some stuff on Twitter. But as a, me personally, as a fan, I I liked everything about this. I liked the match. I liked the story. I loved it. I loved it. I thought this match... This was the match that took the wind out of my sails, honestly, because I was so into this match that I had zero energy left after it was all over. Yeah, which is a bummer because, like, there's still a solid, like, 45 minutes or whatever of, like, wrestling after this. And that's not even including, like, the entrances and, like, the promo packages and stuff. So y'all had a a super long night out there. Oh, Um, man, yeah. Now, so this next match, Orange Cassidy defeating Chris Jericho in the Mimosa Mayhem. I will say this. I wasn't huge on the idea of the match going into it um, or the idea of Orange Cassidy beating Chris Jericho in this trilogy and all this stuff. I thought it was done. I thought it was done well. I, I was entertained by the match. I thought the I thought it all made sense. Orange Cassidy wins. I have no problem with it. We were talking before we went live about this. And my real question now is like, Oh, no, sorry, we were talking about it right when we started going live, actually. But I'll kind of echo it by saying, like, so Orange Cassidy, it's it's strange because he's at a point when he's serious that he is now a title contender. You beat Chris Jericho twice. You are a world championship yeah. contender. But, That's what we said. Chris Jericho's the world champion. He yes. was the world. He's the first ever AEW world champion. But what got him over is the 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 gimmick, like the, the lazy, sloth, doesn't care gimmick. Um, because exactly. if Orange Cassidy was just doing this the whole time, he would not be over to the level he is. He got over with the with the funny stuff and the the cool guy gimmick that he does, which is yeah. So what they I think they need to do is they need to have a scenario where I don't think they can push Orange Cassidy like right in there to the title. Like obviously, I think we're gonna get you know Lance Archer and Mox, and then like if Mox retains, we'll probably you know get a few more contenders. I don't think we're gonna see Orange Cassidy. Darby Allen. We could see him in there again with Mox. I mean, there's there's options. MJF might get another chance. I mean, there's like there's there's a lot of options. Um, so what I think they should do with Orange Cassidy is put him back to like not not like a you're still like a top guy, but like put him in there at a feud with like the best friends against like Santana and Ortiz or something, or put him in there in like more of like a more of a comedy type thing in the meantime. And then and have that be his thing. But we all know in the back of our heads, like, this guy doesn't care. But, like, when he does, I mean, the guy could beat Jericho. So, like, so you have this really, you have a really unique opportunity at a character right now that can be, like, a mid-card comedy guy. But can also, at, like, a switch of the, you know, a flip of a switch could be your AEW World Heavyweight Champion when he, when he wants to. When he wants to take it seriously. Yeah. Um, so there's a so like how did you how did this match come off live the mimosa mayhem? It was fun. <laughs> like we were all excited because we could see him stirring the mimosa. It was this giant ore. Like <laughs> the poor guy was like it looked heavy. I mean because they had it covered like the entire time. Like I knew where they were. They were these like they were covered in like black tarps. And I thought it was gonna be after. I think the the Luchasaurus match or something. I thought it was going to be early because they cleared everyone out. They cleared everyone out really early on in the show and, like, moved everything. So I don't know. I don't know why they did that. But 
anyways, it was really fun. We all had fun singing Judas, as you could hear. I was really belting it out. <laughs> nice. And, yeah, and, you know, we had lots of fun. I thought it was a really good match. Freshly squeezed chance going. Oh, in the beginning of the Kenny Omega and FTR, we all chanted, this is awesome. And we were all doing the. I, yeah, that we it, it, it wasn't as loud as you would hope it would come across, but you could hear the, the clap. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we did that a lot. And then we did a lot of uh, cowboy shit. We said that. Um, fuck him up. Somebody fuck him up. We did a lot of that. I didn't do that one. There was, uh, oh, what was the other one? Oh, there was like a, after something, we were all doing A-E-dub, A-E-dub, A-E-dub. And during this match, we were just all like freshly squeezed. And then there was like a Y2J chant. That's so random. It's awesome though. I was like, we, I think that's what it was. I don't know. I couldn't really hear that. But we all had a lot of fun. There was a point where Jericho like slipped in, but I think that's why they had the whole. It has to be her whole body step. Yeah. Because someone was bound to slip, and it also honestly it looked like um, Orange Cassidy was going to slip at one point. He he almost slipped in. Yeah. And obviously <laughs> then Jericho gets in. And I don't know who it was. I can't remember who it was. There was this poor woman ringside. She got soaked, and I saw her just walk back to, like, the merch stand, just, like, disgusting. <laughs> she was, like, she was, like, drenched. She had this beautiful dress on. It's oh, super no. short. And she was just, like, she was like this. Oh, oh my God. Like, you know, like, kind of like women do, like. Yeah. Ugh. She was, like, so, <laughs> it was just, like, the most set. She was just her, just walking. <laughs> I wish I would. I didn't want to, like video that or anything but it was so funny she eventually came back she must have dried off and felt a little better but uh yeah it was it was cool everyone was really excited for that so and then the ring was soaked and they had to dry it off a little bit but alive it came, it was really fun like i said we were both kind of worried about this match but as always aew find aew finds a way to deliver with this and i honestly i really trusted in jericho you're not going to have Jericho put together a match like this and not follow through with it and True. have it be like super duper stupid. It's going to be cheesy, yeah. But just he just I mean, he made this match. I mean, right. he, just so funny. And it doesn't really and it doesn't really hurt Jericho to like fall into a oh. tub. Like he it isn't like he got knocked out and got pinned. Yeah. 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 And Here's what I think happens with, like, here's how I would book Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Not that I matter. I would have him, just to, to keep the gimmick going, I would be like, if I were him, I'd be like, you know what? I just beat Jericho. I just beat him two out of three times. I'm not going to do shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to chill. I already beat him. I've done my work for, like, the year. And I I'm like just that. not gonna mess with anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what I would do. Like I'm, you know what? I'm good. I just beat the former AEW World Champion. I'm good. He should do something like that, like where he just doesn't wrestle, but he like he's on the show, just kind of like with best friends or just like, like doing holding his a mimosa, thing. just like point to it. Yeah, just chilling. Just like, and then like in a few months, Moxley has like no challengers left or something. Is like who's left to fight me? And is like 
but like Cassidy cares about that. He's like, oh, I'll yeah, I'll fight you for the title. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, something. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Somebody uh on the who was this in the chat had a pretty good comment. Terrell, uh, loyal fan of ours or of the of the yes. show, I should say. I don't like calling people fans. It's weird to me, but. Thank you, Terrell, for always joining us here. Thank you, Ahmed. You didn't miss... Oh, you. I missed you. I thought you missed this. I was like, you're here. We missed you. <laughs> Terrell says that he wishes... I'm going to condense the thing, but basically yeah. said that he... he When Orange Cassidy filled up that cup of mimosa, I thought... I was thinking the same exact thing. I thought he was going to drink some of it and go like Popeye go on it. Pam, right? Yeah. So I was kind of surprised that that didn't happen, but... Well, it's funny. We knew something was going to happen with that glass because I don't know. You probably didn't see it on TV, but because they broke one earlier and Aubrey was like shushing it aside, like sweeping it aside. But she took that and she like moved it to like a really specific like she just kind of like placed it. And we were like, mm. what? So we kind of knew that that was going to happen. <laughs> so gotcha. Um, thanks for joining us, Ahmed. Thanks for coming in here again, man. Yeah. Um, all right, main event time. John Moxley retains the AEW World Championship over MJF. In my opinion, in a really, really good match. I thought this was great. Right. Um, how, what did you think about this match? How did it come off live? And how do you feel about Moxley getting the win with the band move, but obviously, like, the ref wasn't looking and, like, how it all went down? I, I'm going to be honest, I was completely drained. I almost left early. I'm really glad I didn't. But I was really starting to worry because I felt like I was, like, contracting a little bit, like, just from dehydration. So I was, like, just, like, I I need to be just, like, chill. I was hungry. I hadn't eaten since the morning, I was, which is my fault. And so I was just, like, really tired. I had no energy. I could not cheer or boo during this match. I was exhausted, and that is my bad. I was – even my husband's like, you're really warm. <laughs> and, like, you're really warm and sweaty. And I was like, I know. Well, I told I was, you, I don't know if it was before the chat, but, like, I told you the two people I watched the show with both left before both and during left, the main yes. event because it was midnight. They were like, I got stuff I got to do yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> like, it was, I was hungry, thirsty, sweaty. I was in, I was like Jericho. I was like that in a pool of my own sweat. Not even kidding. <laughs> it was gross. And I was ready to go, but I was like, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. And I did. I thought it was really good. I didn't even notice that MJF was bleeding. Oh, yeah, he's bleeding did, bad. Yeah, he was bleeding bad. Obviously, once he had the whole crimson mask, it was like, oh. I was just like, I couldn't even see. I was just like... But it was a really, really good match. It was a really grueling. It was really the, the, the come to be for MJF. And I figured... And this is what I said. And I thought this was a good way to do it. And this is what I wanted... And so I'm really happy that they did it. I said, I don't think MJF should win it yet. Right. Almost. We're on the final. We're on the last match. Okay. We're almost done. I said, I think he should continue this campaign thing. What's the best thing to do is to campaign on a loss that shouldn't have been a loss. You did. You so said I, that. You said that. Yes. Yep. I said, something needs to happen. There needs to be shenanigans or there needs to be something happen where he loses, but he doesn't really lose. And he can campaign on that. And sure enough, paradigm shift with a ref distraction, Moxley wins. I think it's great. Save it till what it was the November pay per view during election time, full gear. Then he can win. Or well, I mean, he has to have Lance Archer. But 
you have MJF 2020, they have that whole thing. Don't kill that gimmick. That's great. You've got his whole brood. He's just going to campaign on this. Maybe he can cost Mox the match or something, or maybe, I don't know. Well, I think it, next he's going to, I think he's going to turn hard on Wardlow for costing him the title. Like, I think, yeah. I think that's what we're going to get next from MJF is him and Wardlow. And, and I think that it's, and what I'm interested about that is Wardlow has shown some flashes of greatness in the, the little bit that he's been yes. out there and they might have a big star on their hands with him too. So I, I really, I think that it could be mutually beneficial to do Wardlow and MJF and, and see how that all plays out as well. I'm not saying like Wardlow should win because I, I think MJF should still be like world, world championship level, like future champion for sure. But if they can get Wardlow cl- kind of close to that also through a feud with MJF, I think that could be really cool. Yeah. A couple like little things that I noticed about MJF. Okay. During the match, he is extremely loud. Like his vocal is like his voice. Like when he screams or when he says something, it is loud. You could hear it clearly. Like you can't hear any of the referees. You can't hear anything like going on. You can hear MJF, and it, like, echoes. And another thing he does, you know how sometimes when people lift weights, they, like, breathe really, like, they do, like, the um, breathing method, they go, shh, 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 that's what he does. He does it, and it's so loud. I swear to God, he did that a thousand times. Like, damn, dude, are you bench pressing or what? Man, man. But other than that, it was really good. Yeah. And Moxley retaining, like, I know I know, I said leading into the match over and over that I wanted MJF to win. And I uh, I think, Mo- but I also said a lot, like, I wanted Mox to have a long title reign. I just thought they were kind of boxing themselves in with MJF being there at this, like, yeah. so soon. But, so soon. It was too soon. But they, they the way they played it, I think, was perfect. Yeah. Uh, because also, awesome. also leading up to that finish, like, MJF did everything he could. Like, ref was turned around, yeah, he, he thumbs him in the eye, ref is looking yeah. at him, he kicks him in the nuts from, you know, you know through the yeah. legs from behind, uh, goes for the ring, and then, like, that winds up distracting the ref on on accident, that winds up hurting, you know, costing him the match, and, uh, and MJF, MJF looked great in this match, I mean... Awesome. This is a guy, it is unbelievable that he's like 23 or 20, 23. whatever, how old. I mean, like, he he has the abilities of a guy who's been doing this for, for decades, like what he's doing. And between the mic skills and the in-ring work and in the character, just owning his character the way that he does. Like, I mean, that's, he, they have such a, man, they got so much good stuff for the future yeah. in that company. Um. And this was MJF's biggest, uh, probably his biggest, or he lost, but even in a loss, this is this was a huge moment for him. Uh, and the company also can can legitimately invest in him now. Like, they already were, obviously, and he had the win over Cody over earlier this year yeah. and stuff like that. But, like, you can, you can look at that match and be like, we can 100% rely on him to main event a pay-per-view. 100%. Yeah. Like, there's no question 100%. about it. Um, man, that thought was I thought that was really good. I liked I really liked the match. Uh, yeah, everything about it. I thought for a second there when when MJF had 
Moxley in the Salt of the Earth, uh, Fujiwara Armbar. Like, I was yeah. like, he might actually, like, be able to finish. I don't think Moxley's yeah. going to tap, but I was like, maybe was like, he goes he out from the pain yeah. or something. Or, when but it was, was hot. Like, they were sweating. Yeah. So, yeah, just, yeah, I thought it was really good. Thought it was, was really great. Good. I mean, MJF delivered, and he needed to, especially on this night with everything going on. Like, this was a great match. And I think, unfortunately, being, like, five plus hours later really like killed it. Cause it was very quiet. Everyone was just tired. I mean, there were people leaving like, like as soon as three, like people noped out like a bunch of people. Cause it totally. was just hot. And we, we uh, Moxley spoke to the crowd afterwards. We were already to our car by then. I was just like, I have got to go. And, but it was great, and I think a lot of people were just really tired and really grumpy when they were, like, talking about this match. I really think that, you know, going back, if you go back and watch this match back and just that match, it, it'll even, it'll hold up. It'll hold up, and it'll probably look even better not having to sit through four-plus hours of wrestling. True. One thing, I'll, last thing I want to mention about the match, be, just because you wouldn't have been able to hear it uh, being there live, well, one of the commentators actually brought up, the, like, MJF being on the Rosie O'Donnell show as a kid and, like, now really? getting a moment. Yeah, yes. like, he's worked his whole life to get to this moment and stuff. I thought that was a cool little wrinkle in there That's where they cool. actually mentioned that. Um, I was telling my husband about that. He's like, is this, like, really him? Like, how does he act? I was like, he's on the Rosie O'Donnell show. This is how he acts. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a great segment. Um, yeah, I've also dude. seen the clips of him doing like acapella in high school with his like with like the choir. Yeah, um, good singer. Yeah, singing uh, Sugar Ray. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyways, y'all, that's that's AEW all out. Um, if y'all have any last minute super chats or donations you want to throw our way, we will still make sure to address any of your questions or statements. I'm gonna read through our sponsors here in a second. Um, and like always, make sure to give us a thumbs up. We got a. a 20 thumbs ups uh, this episode. Nice. This is great. Thank you so much for that. Um, so thumbs ups helps. Subscriptions help. Um, subscriptions are obviously free for y'all. And when this channel hits 10,000 subscribers, which is getting pretty close, um, mm -hmm. we got some stuff to, to give away to y'all. So we want to try to reward y'all for, for subscribing mm -hmm. and and uh, helping support us. So um, is there anything that you want to talk about like before I get into the sponsors, Jesse? Um. Not really, just subscribe to my OnlyFans. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, get, I'll put that <laughs> yeah, up on the screen for I you. Know, I know, yeah. I know, but um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Just basically, all in all, it was a really good show. Um, I had fun. Was it as good as All Out last year? Heck no. It was a little too long. Absolutely, it was too dang long. But I had fun, and I was really, I was really happy to be able to go. I was really lucky to be able to get tickets that I paid for with my own money. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun. I was just really tired, still dehydrated from it, <laughs> but it was great. Uh, I'm really excited for Dynamite on Wednesday. Really excited. Like I said, I'm really <laughs> glad that Matt Hardy is okay. Yeah. It was really scary. I'm really glad that he's okay, and I really hope that. AW gets better with this and learns from that and knows that it's okay. AW, it's okay. Not that you watch this or not that you care, but it's okay for you to call off a match. Like we, we understand 
We're not going to be mad, I promise. Yeah, for sure. My biggest takeaway yeah. of the show, actually. Yeah, I'm going to go pee while you read those, because I've got to go pee. Gotcha. Um, but what were you going to say? I was going to say, my biggest takeaway from the show is basically, like, this just goes to prove how great AEW as a company has been. Like, because yeah. people are complaining about this show. This, to me, was still a 7 out of 10 show, which in every other scenario is a great show. If WWE was giving me a 7 out of 10 pay-per-view, I'm very happy with that. Um, and the AEW has just killed it at such a high level over the last year that we're expecting 10 out of 10 every time. And they've delivered 10 out of 10 every time up until this show. So when we get a 7 out of 10, which is still great, we see it as like a fail. And that's where I feel like I need to I need to bring that up because it's like, Y'all, if we were getting, it, yeah, if we were getting seven out of tens consistently from, from WWE Raw, we'd all be stoked with Raw. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so AEW, it was still, a, it was still a very good show that I very much enjoyed. Just, it was just their worst pay-per-view so far, but it was still a good pay-per-view. So, um, so yeah, I just want to throw that out there as well before I, I read the sponsors out. All right. Speaking of the sponsors, this is what we got for you. <laughs> um... Music City Toys and Collectibles. So, they have the best action figures, DVDs, autographs, magazines. I mean, anything you can think of. They did a live sale last night. Um, this is a lot of the stuff they bagged up and sold. I mean, just a ton of stuff. They do these live sales on Facebook that's so great. This is the So, they did one yesterday, the morning after. I mean, look at all this stuff shipping out for people. Um, some of this stuff is mine also. I got uh, added to my uh, WWF Bendems collection that I'm getting very close to completing at this point. So uh, Music City Toys and Collectibles is, is where to go for, for all your stuff. I mean, they will give you fair business. They're nice people. There's really nothing more I can say other than that. Like, it's, you know, if you go over there, if you talk to them, tell them that me and Jesse sent you their way. I promise you, you get a good deal. And for people like me, because I spend so much money you know, consistently through Music City Toys and Collectibles. And of course they sponsor my podcast and the show that I do with Jesse and all and everything. Um, I'm a part now of their VIP membership group where if you do enough business with them, there's actually a secret group that gets first dibs and exclusive opportunities like at, at merch you're looking for. And another really cool thing is these people are so personable, like Chad who runs it. Um, he knows that I collect Bendoms. Like, and so when he gets a big box of Bendoms in, he hits me up and gives me first dibs on like, hey, like this is what I've got. This is how much each one of them are. Um, if you want any of them, let me know. Um, and then whatever you don't want, I'll put out there to the public. I mean, it's like, I'm very happy and grateful to to know these guys and, and these girls and everybody involved with Music City Toys and Collectibles. They're, they're great people and they give you a great deal. So once again, just search for them on all social media. Just search Music City Toys and Collectibles and... uh Whatever your fandom is, whatever you collect, I promise you they can help you help you expand your collections. Also, WrestleRumble.com, the place to be for fantasy pick'em contests and raffles. The upcoming raffle is completely insane. For one dollar, literally, you all in here, you hit one dollar entry, and you just put in your PayPal information. For one dollar, somebody is going to win eight NXT Championship belts. And these are the real deal, the like $500, $400 piece belts. <laughs> There's like $3,000 worth of belts probably sitting in this poster. We have the NXT title, the NXT women's title, NXT North American title, both NXT tag team belts, 
the NXT UK Heavyweight title, the NXT UK Women's title, and the Cruiserweight Championship for one dollar. Last week or last month's winner was Hannah Moore, a, a friend of the show, moderator here. She won five title belts. She put in twenty dollars. I know for a fact she put in twenty dollars and won like two thousand dollars worth of belts for twenty bucks. Um, I put in twenty dollars myself. Like you know, there was about four thousand entries in this thing, and Wrestle Rumble is just they're what they're doing is just fantastic. The more people that that enter and join, the more money they have in their pocket to just reinvest and keep buying these incredible prizes. And then also, they do the pick'em contests. So when the pay-per-views come around, you can fill out a whole list of stuff like winners and losers and match stipulations and a whole bunch of stuff. And a lot of the time, there's title belts on the line and cold hard cash. It is not uncommon for Wrestle Rumble to be giving away five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, just straight up cash to you for being a wrestling fan. So take advantage of this. Check this out. Jump on the website wrestlerumble.com and stay up to date with all of their contests and raffles on Twitter at Wrestle Rumble. And lastly, we got my brother Brian Jensen. He has changed his profile here. Um, <coughs> I just noticed that it's usually like all the way down. Um, he is a part owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics out of the Atlanta, Georgia area. It's a gym here in Atlanta. He works with Parkinson's Foundations and all that kind of stuff. I work with him in some of these foundations doing their website work and videos and stuff like that. Um, great causes and stuff. And, and you can just shoot him a follow on Instagram, Boxing ATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. If you want to get in shape, learn how to throw hands. If you want to box at an amateur or professional level, uh, there were some pro fights actually last night where he was cornering some boxers locally and stuff like that. Um, and they did really well. One by uh, decision last night, him and his team. Wow. Um, so yeah, great stuff. He'll meet you in. That's your, awesome. Yep. He'll meet you in a gym. He'll meet you at your gym. He'll meet you at your business. He'll meet you at your residence. He'll meet you in a park. Uh, he'll help you online over Zoom if if you're not local. Um, he'll help you reach your goals. That's really just the short of it. He'll help you reach your goals. Shoot him a follow. Once again, Instagram at Boxing ATL. And like all of our other sponsors, tell them that me and Jesse sent you over there. I promise you that you get a really, really good deal. So thanks again to all of our sponsors. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. And I'm going to pass it on over to you. Yay! Those are great. And there are also all the links to those... Um... Supporters and helpers are in the description Thank of you. the video. Jesse, by so, the way, I want to take just a second here. I don't want to cut you off, but I need good. to say this. Um, for y'all who may not know, Jesse puts a lot of work into this stream with me. Like we, we <laughs> like, honestly, no, like seriously, like it's one of these things where I don't, I don't give her the credit hardly ever. We don't really talk about this kind of stuff. But like, Jesse makes the thumbnail. The thumbnails have been great. Uh, the one today that I thought was... That took me an hour today. I could tell. I know. I, I know Photoshop. I, I, I know. I know that... I think that, I think today was your best thumbnail yet. Like, I think that there... I was I mean, really proud of that thumbnail, man. Yeah. The thumbnail's great. She took the time to put all the information for the donations underneath. She took the time to put all of our sponsor leaks out there. So, like, it's... So, you know, we we never address this kind of stuff live on, the, on air for y'all. But, like, what... Uh, Jesse puts a lot of work in her own time into this show with me, and it's something that I just want to thank you, Jesse, for oh, you know all that all all the extra stuff that nobody sees or, or probably doesn't appreciate because they don't really. There's no way they could. There's no way they could really know. Yeah, so, they don't know. Um, no, so there's nothing. To and I, and I know that like our sponsors, I'm sure they really appreciate that. Like, not only do we talk about them 
we have all other information right here in this video. So if you're watching this and you want to see anything about anything we're talking about, or if you want to shoot us a donation or anything, Jesse's taking the time to make that really, really easy for everybody. So thank you, Jesse, for doing all yeah, that. Of course. Of course. I, you work really hard on the other side, too. You're the one doing all the Streamlabs, and you're the one who put all these graphics on the screen so and put all those GIFs together for the little Easter eggs. So you've done your fair share of work as well. It's really great. So we do put we this this team, does team effort, team effort. Yes, on these, it on is these a streams. team effort. We both care about this a lot. We put a lot of effort into this for y'all, and we just we really appreciate it. It's something that brings us joy. I know it's something I look forward to. So and it's something that takes more preparation than people realize. Like people probably don't realize it, like, it, ta it took an hour for you to just make the thumbnail before we went live yeah. today. You know what I mean? Like and, and it, more. Yeah. And and you're like and you're good at Photoshop. It isn't like it's not like it took an hour because she doesn't know what she's doing. Like she's actually good at Photoshop. And like it's just that's how long it takes to put together a good graphic. How I long mean, it takes to like those the picture of Mox and MJF and the picture of Kenny Omega and Hangman. I had to like clip that out. Did you pen, had the pen tool all the way around I it and mask pen, it? I used the pen tool all the way around it. Yep. Then I copy and pasted it and put it on that. And then I put the blending options. I put a drop shadow and a glow on it. And a little bit. Of, it just like I did a whole bunch of stuff. And then I had to erase kind of. I had to mask the kind of like in between like their arms where I yep. could pencil it. You yep. know. So. And then obviously adding the text, I had to find a, a a vector, a PNG image of the All Out logo. I had to invert it because it was black, so I had to make it invert to make it white. Added a drop shadow on that, did the text, centered everything. It's just a lot of work. Yeah, and it, it paid off because I think, like I said, I, all your thumbnails have been great, but today, like I especially noticed, like this was that's a really really high level. Like that took a lot of effort. Thank you. You know what I did is I went to all of these websites. They have really good pictures there. So I think I'm going to do that from now on, try and find pictures from there. Nice. And then I just credited it in the bottom so we don't get in trouble. See, that's great, too. Give them photo credit. I th yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but thank you. It's a, it's, a, it's a dual effort. It's teamwork. And we appreciate each other. Yes. Oh, for sure. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this show otherwise. Yeah. There's no other there's no other reason for us to be spending the time we do on this stuff if we didn't enjoy no. doing it and we weren't friends, yeah. you know what I mean? It wouldn't yeah. be it would be right. a, it would be a struggle. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. And we're a good balance, but, I think, too. Because I can go off yeah. about stuff like Brandy and you can just bring it yeah. right back in by saying, Hey, I'm a fan of hers and I'm just like, Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like other like you've proven you've you've made me change my mind on stuff before too. So Sure, and that's the thing, like and I I like that about the dynamic of the show as well because like there's even been things. Oh, my mind can be changed 100. Yeah. percent And and we've also had an opportunity to tackle topics that I would have never tackled otherwise, like yeah. throughout like the speaking out and all that stuff. Like, um, mm -hmm. and that was when I really knew that you had a lot of trust in me was when you were having those kind of conversations yeah. on live chats with me about like your own experiences and stuff, and it was like okay, like, she really, really trusts me to be having this conversation, like, publicly with people. So, like, yeah. um, so there's, oh. yeah, so it's just one of those things, like, uh, you know, because I, I don't yeah. even realize, like, I'll, I'll scroll through your YouTube page every now and then, and it's like, I'm like, holy shit, we've done a lot of these already. I feel like we I just, know. I feel like we just started, but we've got probably, like, 50 or so of these things in the, Dang. I mean, maybe, maybe not that many, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's like, you keep scrolling, and I'm like, I forgot all about these, like, 
And we just started this during the pandemic. So like, right? um, oh yeah, sure so, enough. Dang. Anyway, oh. just want to throw all anyway. that out there. Thanks to all yeah. y'all for watching. And, and once again, Jesse, make sure to get all this stuff out. I got your uh, OnlyFans highlighted. Here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I forgot about that. But thank you. That was really sweet. So yeah, the best place to like contact me, if you want to chat with me, if you want to see more of me, like more of me, uh, you can go to my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com/slash/JesseTheBuckeye. This is the best way to support me and my growing family right now. Like, we really, really need it. So it would really mean a lot to me if you would go subscribe, hang out, purchase some other content, request some reactions or whatever you want. Uh, it would really, really, really mean a lot to me because I really do kind of, we're, we're, we're needing that right now. So it just really means a lot to me, onlyfans.com slash Buckeye, or you can always super chat here. That's cool, too. That helps a lot, too. And obviously on Twitter, if you want to see me live react to wrestling, I'm going to be in the Thunderdome tonight, so that should be fun. Hopefully, I don't know if I feel up to it. I'm kind of pooped. I'm, like, tired. So, ooh, excuse me, acid reflux. Not, Don't follow me for acid reflux. Follow me for... <laughs> My stomach, like, rejected my own Twitter. Yeah. God. Check out my OnlyFans. Got a whole bunch of sexy pictures. <clears throat> oh, if you want. <laughs> Sorry. Damn, I just made myself sick. That's how. That's what I think of myself, you guys. That's how much confidence I have. <clears throat> oh man, KC for life wrestling. Take their KC four L. I can't remember. It's not Kansas City. It was something else. <laughs> I, I, I know he said the other week. I can't remember yeah, either. Hey, we we recognize you though. We know we we yes. we become a regular here. Thank you, KC. Yes, thank you so much. It says keep it up, you two. Congrats to Mrs. Jessica and baby number two. Pray you have a successful delivery when she comes. Thank you, me too, because my last delivery was unmedicated. And no one believed that I was about to, I, I can go into that story, but no one believed that I was actually like as far along as I was Oof. until I started like punching the bed. And I was like, all right, I need to push. And they're like, no, you're not. I wasn't even on, I wasn't even on labor and delivery. I was not on the labor and delivery floor. And I was like, you need, my mom was like, you need to check her. And they're like, oh, you're ready to go. I was like, wait a minute. I have not gotten an epidural. Whoa. <laughs> I can't oh. do this. They're like, you need to. That yeah. so painful. It was and i will brag about it at any opportunity i get <laughs> yeah, you gotta be tough as hell like you gotta be tough as hell to go through that oh my gosh Ugh. and there wasn't even a doctor there wasn't even a doctor two nurses i thought you were about to be like i was just like <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh but it was wild but yes yeah, so thank you so much i really want to way different delivery this time i'm not going to do an epidural because i get i had to have i had like a botched spinal tap recently because they thought i had meningitis but i didn't it wasn't recently it was like over a year ago or two years ago um and so they did a spinal tap and i ended up getting like such a bad spinal headache that i was in the hospital for three days so i can't get anything in my spine because i get uh leaks gotcha. so i'm hoping to do laughing gas that sounds pretty great. The only few times I've had that was for like uh I get it, like I get that surgeries. Every time I go to the dish every time yeah. I go to the dentist, I pay the yeah. extra. I'm like, yeah. just do it. it. The the craziest thing about that stuff is like because I hate needles and, and all that, but when they give you that laughing gas, I'm literally watching them as they're doing the stuff for me. Because I'm just like I just you just don't care. It's incredible how they that actually works like that. 
That's right. King Cell for life. That's right. Yeah, thank you, King Cell. Thank, thank you, you so much. But yes, anyway, sorry, I was in the middle of other than my birth, my child. <laughs> Almost. So yeah, and then obviously please subscribe to I know. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you like what you see here. If you want to get notified when we go live before I even announce it on Twitter, please subscribe to the channel. It really, really means a lot. Like I said, if we get 10,000 subscribers, we're going to do a really nice, cool, fun giveaway that we really want to do. Well, when we get 100 subscribers. We already have 100 subscribers. We're trying to get 10,000. She just went. That means we'll get it? Yeah, we're that hoping. Means, that means we can watch all our what kind of videos do we Podcasts? have? Podcasts? Yeah, hopefully. We need what to get else? there. I don't know. We're going to give away some prizes, too. We're, how, how far away is the channel? About four, four or so hundred? hundred? Okay. I Okay. I have Oh, she's 100 billion subscribers, so we have a long way to go. Oh, yeah. We're never going to catch that. Yeah, we're never going to catch that, but we're going to try. And if you do like this video... She's gone. And if you do like this video, please give it a thumbs up. It really does help the algorithm. It helps more amazing people like y'all in the chat discover our videos and discover our chats. And hopefully maybe they'll catch it live too and we can get more incredible, amazing people like y'all in the chat. It really does help us out. Thank you to the chat. Thank you, everyone, so much. We really appreciate it. Like I said, OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. I do have two baby registries. If you want to go see them, I just post them on my Twitter because I announced there that it was a girl. I mean, y'all have known that. If you've been watching, you know it's a girl. The baby is a girl. So um, it's under that if you, if you feel the need. I'm sending out handwritten thank you letters to anyone that makes a purchase off of that. I just sent out some yesterday. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, I just sent out a whole bunch. So not a whole bunch, but like a whole bunch to me, like six. <laughs> still so, handwritten letters though Takes yeah time. and I, I really do I try to write like a nice big long thing because I it means a lot to me so yeah those are the best ways to contact me I don't know when we'll be on next well just we'll see I'm not sure probably this weekend maybe I have a lot to do this week so yeah so we'll we'll play that by ear probably yeah probably shoot for over the weekend uh, NFL is supposed to start on Sunday thank god oh god yes um, thank you so, so maybe we can try like Saturday morning before the UFC yeah. or something but, like yeah, that we're not gonna <laughs> mess with football I will not mm -mm. yeah no, ma'am so, so yeah I'll be yeah when Sundays are about to be important busy days for me I should say busy but like my like I've I'm at a point in my life now where, like, I've, I've, I've hit an age where I now invite, you know, my parents over for football and stuff like that to my place. Mm -hmm. and, and that. That's so, what like, I do too on Saturdays usually, but the Kevin Warren, the Big Ten Commissioner, is the biggest piece of poopy <laughs> in the entire world and thought that he was going to pave the way and make everyone cancel football, and everyone else said, nah. -uh. <laughs> right, yeah, they're so, like, no, we're good. We're going to keep going. No, we're good, thanks. You guys look like idiots. So stupid Kevin Warren and your butthole. I hope so, you get hemorrhoids, jerk. <laughs> so what I'm assuming my Sundays are going to look like now is I'll probably wake up, record the weekender, and then I'll be watching football the rest of the day. And then there's going to be like WWE pay-per-views randomly at, on Sunday nights. And so Saturday afternoon might be a time where y'all might want to be looking out more often for our shows because um, we'll probably not be doing many Sundays, uh, especially during football season. So um, probably Saturday afternoon-ish. Um, and also... If you if y'all are gonna watch 
NXT tomorrow night. I forgot to mention this, but I'll be doing the Fightful post show again for NXT with oh, Alex Pulaski. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping they move the show permanently to Tuesdays because I think I'll just wind up being the permanent host if that's the case. That but would be great, I, but I don't think they are. I know. They need to, though. But that's a whole other topic for a whole other thing. Yeah, we'll get into that sometime. Yeah. But thanks again for y'all for, uh, for checking this out. Once again, if you want to check that out tomorrow night, I'll, that'll be Fightful's YouTube channel, Talking NXT. Um, I'll have other stuff coming out throughout the week, different podcasts and whatnot that I do. And we had Jericho <laughs> getting pointed at. Oh, my stupid <laughs> arm just disappears. Oh, well. But we, we, we know what, we know, we know what you're going for. Yeah. We got Jericho laying in the yeah. mimosa. Still the goat. Um, still the goat, still mood. 